Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. This is the first time I've ever been annoyed that I lost. <laughs> and Chris Ello. Use promo code SFT Hanks. Oh. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, it's finally a Friday. Outstanding to be with you. Uh, welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. 201 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. It is another edition of uh, Gwen and Chris here as we uh, roll into a championship weekend. And, of course, both of the uh, AFC and the NFC championship games will be carried right here on 97.3 The Fan. Sunday, not sure if you're aware of this, Scraby, but the 49ers will be in action Sunday, taking on the Detroit Lions. It is their annual visit to the NFC championship game. A visit... That, that usually ended, ends in defeat. It has ended in defeat each of the last two years. Will the 49ers figure it out and get it right? Will Brock Purdy rise to the level that Scraby feels he should be at? You know, I ran into my uh, godson, Connor, last night. He's in town visiting. He may drop by and say hi to us today. The, he's in uh, town like is in San Diego. He's in, San, he's oh. in town visiting, and uh, he, so he may drop by and say hi to us a little later. He's a two-time uh, fantasy football champion and uh, yes, was a finalist this year. Unfortunately, he lost to Scraby in the finals this year, so Scraby is more than happy to have him come in because Scraby wants to dance on his grave a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Well, he's danced on mine plenty. The he's first, danced on a lot he, of he ours. Has plenty. He has. The first thing he said to me the last night, he listened to a portion of the show yesterday when he got into town. First thing he said to me, I, I kid you not, I said, Connor, great to see you. He said, Scraby's an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, that was the first thing he said. I said, what are you referring to? Because, you know, if you say that, it's kind of a general thing, Tony. Right, Scraby's right. Scraby, and he goes. Where specifically are you talking specifically, about? Specifically, he was referring to Scraby's insistence that Brock Purdy is better than Josh Allen. <laughs> and I just, I, I told him, I said, I'm trying to protect him from himself. 
It's not. He thinks I'm. A, I'm not against you, Scraby. I'm just trying to protect you from yourself. This is this is an argument that you're going to stay after for as long why. as you can. But I don't know how you can win it. Talking about dying on a hill. I know. I know that how is, I can win it. If uh, Brock Purdy backs me up and goes out and wins a Super Bowl, that's how I win it. Nah, you really you can't win it. No, even if he wins you, a Super yes, Bowl, I can. win it. There's yes, nobody anywhere who thinks Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer are better quarterbacks than Josh Allen. It's a popular argument. And both argument. of them won. It's a it's a fair <laughs> argument. They're both the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. It, it was funny last yesterday off air. We had further, deeper argument about it, and I started rattling off Super Bowl champions, yes, quarterbacks, and right. I went straight to Brad Johnson. I went to Trent Dilfer, and it wasn't maybe ten, fifteen minutes later, back on on air, somebody in the chat hit Scraby with the same guys. Yeah, yeah. That, well, it's an it's an easy argument to make. I even furthered that. Evidently, now Purdy is in the uh, NFC Championship game for the second time in two seasons. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. pretty great. Mm-hmm. And so I did a little checking on that to see, you know, whose footsteps he was following in. And the last quarterback who was in the championship game in each of his first two seasons was Mark Sanchez. Ah. Then of the New York Jets. So that's not exactly a ringing endorsement for Purdy either. Here's the thing with Purdy. He may go on to be one of the best quarterbacks. We don't know. It's, uh, I mean, he's only in his second year. I mean, for what he's accomplished, we should give him a lot of credit. But we can't give him enough credit, I don't think, to put him yet ahead of the likes of Josh Allen. Uh, we will have a lot of a football talk, of course, today, including our picks a little bit later in the program as we uh, finally have to, you know, put up or shut up, guys. It is time to pick the uh, championship games, and we'll do that a little bit later. It is a Friday. We'll have a countdown today, and uh, that's coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. Won't want to miss this one. Uh, Padre Pen Pals. I mean, look, the Padres aren't going to make any news, so we're going to have to make some news about the Padres. <laughs> and uh, Padre Pen Pals is coming up in the 2 o'clock hour today. The Padres did today announce – is it the signing? Is that the proper non- way to term it? Non-roster invitations. Okay, non-roster invitations. So, yes, they have all signed. They've all signed. But now, they're not on the 40-man roster. They're not quite 40-man roster, guys. I'm looking at this, and I was hoping a couple of names would pop up that would excite me. Uh, let, let's start with the fact that there's some really young, good Padre talent on this list of non-roster invitees, including Robbie Snelling, Ethan Salas, Jackson Merrill, Jacob Marcy, right? I mean, yeah. those are names that are you know pretty exciting to Padre fans and right now. That's some of the creme de la creme of the prospects yeah, so right that's, there. Yeah, so that's given those guys quite a lift to put them you know on this list of non-roster invitees. But beyond that... Sorry, Scraby's got this camera like... All up in my face. Are you right doing now. nostril shots today? I, bas- I, didn't basically, do that. I thought you did that. I didn't, I didn't do it. it. Oh, it's probably Sam Levitt. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Sammy was here. Yeah. I just happened to catch a look at my face, and Whoa. it was just like, yowza. Yeah, oh, I thought, I thought Tony was like uh, being nice and moving his camera. <laughs> no, I'm talking. Nah, it's not gonna that happen. boy was up my nose. But what I was, what I was looking for on this uh, on this list of non roster invitees. Tony was some some guys with major league experience. Yeah. Guys that you see kind of that are out there looking for a job. Somebody that might be able to catch on and and, and kind of surprise you, but I don't see any names there's a to few, that end here. There's a few with some big league. You got experience. well Kevin Plawecki, the catcher. Plawecki. We'd heard his name before. Calvin Mitchell. 
Oh, Mitchell from uh, Milwaukee, yep, right? Yeah, yep. okay. And then uh, Oscar Mercado. He's got some, I think, with the Guardians. Okay. Well, there's a few guys then. But uh, it, it's not, other than the list of the young Padre, you know, superstars or future stars, uh, this list is, uh, it's, it's unusual. it lacks drama. It's unusual. And maybe I, I'm just, I think Kevin Copps had some time too. But it's unusual to see... Uh, Non-roster invitees from a pitching side that that you don't recognize a ton of the names. Usually, pitchers. Yeah, you see them. There's you, so many they're, of they're, them. There's so exactly that you're going to find some some guys that you know been bouncing around the major leagues on and off the last several years, but there are really no names like that on this list. So I mean, so you, when you start looking at the non-roster uh, invites and you start thinking about the Padres roster, right? I think obviously the outfielders as if I'm one of the non-roster guys and I'm in the outfield, I'm looking at this situation like this is an, oh, oppor- this is the best this is an opportunity. Be, this, this is the best place to be a non-roster guy right. with this, the Padres, right? This is an opportunity. I think the same goes for some – I mean, I don't know about necessarily starters, but there might be a space in that bullpen for a few of these non-roster yeah. guys. So. Yeah, some of the other see outs- how it goes. Some of the other outfielders that uh, I mean, Bryce Johnson, he was in the uh, Giants organization. Yep, am yep. I correct? He's I a very right. fast center fielder. Uh, don't think he can hit a lot, but if he gets on base, he can run a lot. Uh, we mentioned Jacob Marcy. Tony mentioned Oscar Mercado and Calvin Mitchell. The other two names on outfielders are Terso Ornelas. We had him in spring last year. Okay, yep. and Robert Perez Jr. So I, again, I, I think the Padres. Still better do something about their outfield before the season starts, and I'm still confident that they will. Out at Torrey Pines today, our guy Charlie Hoffman, he's not doing badly today, Scrabe. He's uh, one over uh, through ten holes. So Charlie is now minus six for the tournament, but he's seven shots off the lead held by Stefan Yeager at 13 under par. Thomas Detry is at 12 under par as the uh, PGA Tour stops here in San Diego. The biggest name anywhere close to the leaderboard is Andrew Shalfley, who's at minus seven. You've got to be a really, really hardcore golf fan to recognize any of the rest of these names yeah. among the leaders. I hate, to, I hate to say that because, you know, I love when the golf uh, tour stops here in San Diego and we're just not getting to see the same field. And it's not our fault. It's not... Yeah, well, I guess it's the PGA's tour's fault. <laughs> you got to blame somebody. But I blame Greg Norman. You're going to bra- blame it on Greg Norman. Yeah. I mean, he's taking all the big names over to the Live Tour. Yeah, yeah. So you know, does some enterprising person try to get a Live Tour event to come to San Diego Possibly. in a couple of years? Possibly. You know, and maybe I mean, even to rival this one. I, I don't know. I don't think they would use Torrey Pines. I think they would probably use one of the private sure. golf courses. Well, we here. have a few courses here. We just have like two or three. Last I checked. <laughs> Yeah, good yeah. good courses. We have, in all honesty, we have twenty five great courses yeah. here. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's plenty of places they could play a pro tournament. And here, listen, I would think. Liv yeah. has enough money to to make a a, uh, a any type of course do whatever is necessary to to make it amendable to what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking because there is another golf course in town that's hosted many PGA Tour events, and that would be La Costa. Yeah, La Costa, but that fell out of favor they with redesigned the PGA Tour. some of it. But they've redesigned yeah. some of it, yeah. There's so many courses out here that, sure. that they could grab. All right. Yeah. But, so, but San Diego Country Club? Yeah, for sure. I think we should just go for it. Well, let's call Greg Norman ourselves. You know what? If you can't beat him, join him. 
So we'll just have Scraby call Greg Norman, and we'll say, how about the Gwen and Chris? <laughs> Invitational. <Live> Invitational <laughs> here in San that Diego. That would be awesome. We'll try to bring some of the great stars to San Diego who are missing in this year's Farmers Insurance Open. That would be amazing. The Farmers... It's we are farmers. I don't necessarily think the names on the leaderboard not being recognizable is a sign that the PGA Tour is falling because it's just some of the bigger names aren't playing well. But that, but that's what was my point yesterday, right? But who are In the, the past, bigger names? But who are even the bigger names that aren't playing well? I mean, you look down the list; there's no names you recognize either, Scrape. Let me go look. And that's what my point was yesterday: that it, you, you, because you've lost even the amount that you've lost, whether you think it's big or little, to live. Yeah, you don't have the wiggle room when you have a tournament like Farmers, and some guys are here, some guys aren't. Yeah, if they aren't playing well, they're not at the top of the leaderboard. You know, it's already in a, on weird days, so people are already kind of in terms yes, this of tuning is the third in. Round this is the third today. round. Don't right. forget, it the, is, it's yeah. over tomorrow. Uh, all right, I mean, you got Stefan Jaeger, Tomas Detry, Nikolai Hedgegaard. Michael Kim, who is a has San Diego ties. Yes, he does. We had he's him on the show way back when. Yeah, he's at nine under, so he could be the local favorite. But uh, Mathieu Pavon. Well, here's and here's, I'm just making these up because <laughs> I've never heard of any of these guys. Here's a couple Robbie of names: Shelton, Parker, Cootie. I mean, that's that's not a who's who of no. golf. No, but yesterday Colin Morikawa got cut, so he's not in the tournament. He's a big name. Jason Day got cut. He's not in the tournament anymore. He's a big name. So it's just the bigger names just aren't playing. Well, and they're not getting themselves into the fight or the first page well, of the leaderboard. I I don't know if you don't have right now. To me, Tony, if you don't have Scotty Scheffler, and he's not in this tournament, yeah, where the heck is you're your lagging, guy? You're yeah. lagging the one you know huge drawing card that you have now in the PGA Tour. It, it's it, when you start thinking of the PGA Tour in or terms Rory of, in terms I mean, of draws. It's yeah. Rory. It's Scott. Yeah, that's I, it. I, after that, I Jordan Speed still has a lot of fans. It, well, he's not. He's hanging on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was what's the other really good guy? Justin. Oh, Justin uh, Thomas. Justin Thomas. He's kind of falling off a little bit. Well. Those guys do need a big year for the PGA Tour, right? To like, survive. They were not survive. I, I would say, say yeah, survives yeah. a little strong. But, but they need a good year from those. For, guys. If you're going to lose those type of those guys to live, all of the good players need to be at their best right now. And it doesn't they, seem like they're not. They seem like they are right now. That's not happening in uh, in this particular uh, so far this weekend. We'll keep an eye on the uh, farmers leaderboard. Uh, one thing that happened last night in sports, and there's a picture here on uh, ESPN uh, adjacent to the box score of last night's Bulls Lakers game, and the caption of the picture is Lakers. Stunned on sidelines watching D'Angelo Russell's eight threes. He stunned even his own teammates yeah. by doing that last night, Tony. The Lakers, thank goodness I didn't really watch a lot of this game. I didn't get to watch any of it. They didn't miss a shot. They were 20 for 31. That's love. From the arc. That's what I'm talking about. 64%. It was the third greatest 
three-point shooting performance in NBA history. They must have packed it in in the fourth because they only won by nine, if I'm not mistaken. They were up by 19 going to the fourth. So it was a runaway, and then the, yeah, the Bulls uh, no hit killer some shots. Instinct. I tell you what, D'Angelo <laughs> no Russell is clearly trying to play himself from being traded. because he, Last night was a not a night to trade him because he was on fire with he, eight threes. He's been like this the past week, really since the rumors started that he's going to be the piece moved for Whatever point guard they get, um, he's played well. This is yeah. this is a way you can try to stay in L.A. if you keep playing like this. Yeah, well, he didn't have to do that to me last night, but he did, and the Lakers ran away from the Bulls, one forty-one to one thirty-two was the NBA final last night. All right, we are underway for a uh, Friday. Good to have you with us. You can join us on uh, YouTube as well and uh, watch the festivities. Uh, go to YouTube, search for 97.3 The Fan. You can watch uh, Tony and I and Scraby uh, go at it here over the next four hours. When we come back, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., from what I understand, spending a little time with the uh, with some in the Padre Brass. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard about this. Are you, did you're, you hear about this? You're a big wig. <laughs> so let's find out what the big wig found out about the Friars. And uh, we'll do that when we return on uh, Gwynn and Chris. 221 and... But this doesn't normally happen, so I'm just going to get right to it. Apparently, Scraby has some props to hand out to Mr. Ella. Yeah. I'm going to leave the room. This, <laughs> this doesn't sound like it's going anywhere good, to be honest with you, even no. though it my, potentially could. My New Year's, one of my New Year's resolutions was to be nicer to Chris. And You've I, been doing horrible at I that. I think it lasted three hours. <laughs> You've been doing horrible yeah, at it's that. It's January 26th. You haven't been doing a good job. But I will say, we... Recently changed our camera situation in studio, and Chris is now in charge of activating his and setting camera. up his own camera. And, and I have to say, I'm impressed that there's been no issues over there. None. There's been no conversation of, screaming it over here and help me. It's been a smooth process. It's been so smooth that I didn't even know that there was a difference in the whole camera <laughs> thing. He hadn't said a word about it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah look at Chris shaking his head. So, he's got it. He's got it, and I just wanted to say thank you, Chris. He doesn't do very much uh, well when it comes to these kinds no. of things. <laughs> no, I, no. I think I our listeners so. know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a much more difficult transition. but are, not. They, are they streaming the <laughs> AFC or <laughs> NFC championship games? Because if are, they are, I'm going to lose my but mind. But it's not uh, no, the streaming it's... and playing He is TV. not the uh, techie tech. No. Well, will. I represent... Everybody out there who's that not the techie does. tech. <laughs> yes, he does. So I know I'm not alone. And he represents it well. So there uh, you go. My yeah. nice thing for the week. Scra- yeah. uh, Chris- That's it. You're, you've got it in just <laughs> <under> <laughs> the My quota. Your one nice thing of this week. You've made now, it just in time. Everybody lock in for the rest of the show to see how Scraby does. Yeah. Uh, Chris teased it before. Um, before we went to break, I had got to play some hoop this morning. With oh, a, with AJ. That's what it was. It was a, I thought it was an actual. I also went down to the stadium today. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, AJ Preller. Yeah. What, now, no, did they, AJ Preller was this morning. Yeah. Did they send yeah. a? Did they send a uh, security official with you as soon as you arrive at the stadium? No, they don't. Because remember last year, Scraby at the uh, fan fest, he walked around with. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> he, he was. He had, uh, he had yes. secret service people following him wherever he went. I had to park. Ridiculous. I had to park like and get on the trolley to even oh, get yeah. down there no. and do my show. I mean, Tony had a helicopter. Uh, if, if, yeah. if you forgot, it was a uh, it was a pretty big deal last year. It was a very the, big deal. The, uh, last fan year. fest, very big deal. One of the biggest fan fest. It had to be the biggest fan oh, fest. It was the history right there. Uh, but nonetheless, just went down there to to kind of. See what was going on. 
about 20 guys there, you know, working, trying to get themselves right for with the last either. Everybody's in the home stretch of their programs in terms of strength and conditioning. You're just trying to hone it in. So in uh, what, about 15 days, uh, pitchers and catchers. I can't believe it, man. We'll February, February 11th. 16 days. February 11th, I heard, is uh, the day that pitchers, catchers, and Sammy Lev. Sammy Lev, yeah. Sammy yeah. Lev is going down like February. He's going before the pitchers and catchers. I right. mean, that's what kind of dedication you get from our own Sam Levitt on the pre- and post-game show. He's going to be there before the players. Yeah, it's a good. We went down there just to kind of see. We was going to talk to the manager, Mike Schilt, for a little bit. He's How is Mike? He's good, man. He's, yeah. He's, he is... Uh, He's about all the right things, man. And, you know, the roster will be the roster whenever it's said and done, ultimately. But I think you can feel pretty good about the guy leading the, the way uh, going into this season. I, I, like, really I, like, I like this selection as yeah. manager. No, I do too. And it's been overlooked by the stuff that hasn't happened. <laughs> right? right? Nobody's really talked about, you know, being excited that Mike Schilt, you know, is the new manager. He comes from, uh, uh, obviously, he's been with the Padres the last two seasons prior to this. He comes from an organization that had done it right, has had done it right for a long time. Now, last year they experienced, I think, their worst season in their franchise history. Uh, but he just is, he just has the makeup of all the right stuff, and uh, we'll see where the chips fall once once the season starts. But it was just, it was. Um, it was interesting to see so many guys. I mean, I pulled into the player parking lot, and it, you know, I was expecting to be able to pick a spot to my liking, and it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't that way because there was a bunch of guys there, and I think that's, you know, testament to the kind of environment that's being created there right now. Yeah, let's remind everybody Mike Schultz, you know, resume just to get you a little more pumped up than you probably are. Yeah. Right, forty-one and twenty-eight when he took over in two thousand eighteen. That's almost a six hundred winning percentage right out of the gate. Second year he was manager of the year in the National League, ninety-one and seventy-one. Twenty twenty was his worst year, and he was thirty and twenty-eight in the shortened season. And he took the Cardinals here for the playoff against the Padres. And then the year that they fired him, he went ninety and seventy-two, winning. What was it? 18 of 19 games or something in September to get yeah. into the playoffs, only to lose on a Chris Taylor walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning at Dodger Stadium. Now listen, they don't you don't don't typically fire managers who have that kind of success. And for whatever reason, I, I think it's it's been written about uh he had some pointed comments about where he saw that organization and and <laughs> Clearly, they didn't like it. They didn't agree with it. And so uh, that's why we're lucky enough to have them. But um, like I said, this is a this is a good manager, a good man, and uh, we'll see. And a competitor. I'm not that no, the other guys aren't, but we're going to see some fire from this guy. I, I, and I think you fans are going to like that because I think people felt Bob Melvin not laid back, but just not really – necessarily an in-your-face guy. yeah. And I think I heard that a lot the last three years. I want to see somebody who's got more fire and brimstone. You will see that from time to time from yeah. Mike. Well, then Schilt. they need to hire The Undertaker. It's going to be... It's going to be... Tony didn't get that one. The Undertaker? I didn't get that. Fire and brimstone. I think that's oh, actually yeah, Kane, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's Kane. All right, I'm going gonna, gonna to go back to yeah, my Get your WWE references right, buddy. I think uh, ultimately it's going to be 
uh, an environment where these guys can thrive. And obviously, they're going to need some 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 big years, uh, or, or at least some some get back to normal years from from some of the guys. But yeah, that'll be more important actually yeah. than the manager. Yeah, I hate to tell people <laughs> it, it, it always is at yeah. the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it was nice. It was nice to, to kind of see some of the guys again. As you know, the the, the clubhouse is like half packed because it's getting ready to ship out to Arizona. And uh, yeah, man, this this clock is ticking. I mean, clock is ticking in terms of when everybody is reporting and and, and so on and so forth. So very good, very good. I'm uh, glad you got to spend a little time with the skipper. Did you see that the Aztecs uh, found their way on the uh, front of the college uh, part of ESPN? Yeah, today? ESPN's uh, college uh, page today. Yeah, there was a. I think it was Reese Waters. It was yeah, it was Reese Waters, and it was really about the Mountain West. And how about this nationally being recognized as a conference that very well could get five. Should in possibly fact, the, six. The, the current bracketology has them with five teams in the NCAA tournament, and Nevada is the sixth. And Nevada's pretty good. We already saw that. Yeah, they've just lost the last couple, so right now they're on the outside looking in. But yeah, Joe Lenardi thinking that the Mountain West could get six. But if they get five, that right now is the same number as the Pac-12 and the ACC combined. And those are two of the, quote, power conferences. Yeah, Mountain West Conference is that good this year in men's basketball. Now, they're going to have to back it up in the tournament. I no mean, doubt. no more, you know, for one, an NCAA tournament game. And Utah I keep State, them like an idiot I know, every I pick, year. <laughs> I do, too. Utah State has only won once yeah. ever in the NCAA tournament. So these teams, you know, if they're going to get in – they got to start winning some games. Colorado State got upset a couple of years ago by Michigan when they were favored just in the win, first round. Just win the games you're supposed to win, right? We're right? not asking you to, to yeah. go on a sweet 16 run, but yeah. win the game that you're favored to win. Yeah, it the Aztecs did their part last year. They need some help from the rest of the conference because that's going to boost everybody going forward. Yeah, without right. a doubt. Uh, all right, let's get to break. We have uh, some more Padre talk. Is it? Are we doing Padres Pin Pal? Yes. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Well, there's been no news, so no questions. <laughs> just just comments about how the team is not coming along. Well, we'll get into some PPP when we return more with so Chris. Good to hear. All right, Gwen and Chris. 2.36 is the time. Here is a uh, quick list of uh, great Hall of Fame type Major League Baseball managers I put together. Bobby Cox, uh, Terry Francona, be in there one day, Joe Torre, Tony La Russa, Dusty Baker, Whitey Herzog, Dick Williams. I hate to include him, but Tommy Lasorda. Anyway, <laughs> Mike Schilt. In four years, it's a smaller sample size. Better winning percentage than every one of those guys. So just something to keep in mind, you know, when we talk about, you know, this Padres offseason, part of the offseason was bringing in Mike Schilt. And I think we've kind of forgotten all of that. Right? No, there's definitely. Right? It's like basically the the, the storyline in San Diego so far in this offseason is we lost Juan Soto and we've added nobody. (laughs) That's pretty much what... You all are thinking out there. I don't. I don't know. I, that it's I, hear, no, I hear no lies. It's yeah. not. It's not accurate because they have added a bunch well, of players. I, I didn't no, say no, it was no. accurate. He's not I'm ac- saying that's yeah. what people are thinking. That is the thought process. It's not about right. 
who they've actually added. I can actually understand that because we haven't seen the guys yet. We exactly. So it's easy for it to be connected to, man. We lost Juan Soto, and we've only added what we got in that trade, right? We know that's not actually true. We haven't signed anybody. We haven't improved this. Our team has gotten a lot worse. When you draw the cliff notes up on January 26th, it's pretty much what it will say. That's what I've seen so far, or at least I've read or tweeted or heard. Anyway, we'll find out a little bit more about the Padres. we get into our Padre pen pals here in just a second. Coming up. On the program, our countdown in the 3 o'clock hour. In the 4 o'clock hour, put up or shut up time, we will pick the NFL championship games. Have our interview of the day a little bit later on. Regular segments, Daily Gambit, Chris First, the fans, the Big Five. But Scraby, people have questions. Tony and I hopefully have some answers. Yes, but first, Tony, people want to know about your game with AJ. Oh, first, wait, we can't did you talk business? Did you talk business at all? What business? While he's guarding him? Did you find did you, yeah, while he's guarding him, hey, did you did you get an outfielder yet while he's like backing down the hoop or something? No, at, at six in the morning, that's the farthest okay. thing from my mind is okay. did you get an outfielder? No, they just uh, want to hear about the game. It was good. We got about six runs in this morning. Uh six. six? six How many days? points do you play to? Uh we played a f- well first game is the seventeen by twos and threes, and then fifteen Games are fifteen by twos and three after, and then the last game is to twenty one twos and threes. Oh, you! I thought you were going down in the no, uh, no, amount we, you had to score. Last one, everybody's going home. You, you empty the tank. Go I ahead. was going to tell you that I haven't played a pickup basketball game in the era of the three point shot in terms of ever. <gasps> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, well, played a pickup. I mean, I played. A, I don't ever remember playing a pickup basketball game where line. you got three points for a three pointer. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, everything was just one point, I, right? It, you, you just it, got you played to like fifteen by yeah. ones. You can go ones, you can go ones and twos. Yeah, but, you know, I think now in this day and age, they want the three. No, I think it's everybody who's playing is like over forty. So we we want to <laughs> and we want everybody to to get on the because there's usually guys waiting, right? So. The quicker you can, you guys get are these ancient, games man. Yeah. Over forty. Wow. Good thing I haven't been playing in that game. Well, you know, there ain't. I don't see these old people. I don't see too many sixty-year-olds out there. These oh, old people. Wow. Just Hello, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember the golden days of playing in the. I remember when I used to play at the uh, Jewish Community Center with my buddy Michael Lovko, and we used to kind of chuckle at the guys who played before us in the over thirty league. And think, boy, these guys, the over 30 league, that's good thing we're not in that. That's the grown man league yeah, right there. Yeah, boy, those, are, those were the days. No, it was a, good, it was a good, good run, good little early morning workout to get the day started. Yeah, that is a good workout. Yeah. You're looking good today. All right, I, I, Scrape. You know, How now that you? I've lost all this weight, I think you should invite me along because I'm a good player. And you can dunk. Yeah. Uh, I can't dunk. I said I could grab the rim. I didn't say I could dunk. Yeah, no. Can't do, just can't invite him along I, I, just I, I, to see if he can. Oh, you know I what? Can't. Invite him over and say, if you can grab the rim, we'll let you play. <laughs> it's in your neck of the woods, too, Scrape. Where are you get? Oh, uh, you, wait. You're driving all the way to the coast at 6 a.m.? You five, love five your basketball. 30. Yeah, man. Wow. Get, see, and you know what I like about it is by the time, you know, at one point after like four games, I looked up and it was like only 7 o'clock. I was like, we've only been out here for an hour. I've. My lungs feel like we've been out here for like three. But I get done at like 745, drive home, and I still got like all of the day to kind of No, I get it. Out. So it's, it was good. I, I don't mind getting up that early right. and 
get a little workout. Well, in. now that I know it's in my neck of the woods, I need an invite next well, time. Well, you know, you could always show well, up. The reason you're not you the reason you're not going to get an invite is because the first thing you would do is go over to AJ Preller <laughs> while you're if... guarding him and ask him who he's planning to sign. No, I know and better than that. And he would immediately that. kick you out of the gym. Well, no, I know Some, that Sometimes I don't know if you actually No, know I know better. better than that because I know basketball is like an AJ Preller sanctuary. Well, so I don't want to bother everybody. That. Yeah, you I like, just want to be a part of the game. Yeah, well, they don't want you to be. So. <laughs> Just Sorry, figure Spray. it out, Let's, will you? You know, I, I I invite you anywhere, but I can't invite you there, dog. Figure Probably. it out. <laughs> figure it out, he says. Yeah. I'm going to show up next time. Oh, boy. Unannounced. All right, Padres pen pals, let's, uh, let's answer some questions. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to ask the experts, Padres fans. I was hoping maybe you can bring a little insight into it. Write us, tweet us, Facebook us. Send a carrier pigeon for Chris. He thinks they're cute. Padres Pen Pals begins... Hurt the Pelota big time. Now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. It's been a while since we've done Padres Pen Pals, but I get some messages sometimes, and uh, I ask the guys. During the season, it's much more. We do it at least once a week because there's lots of questions, but... You know, I went through my inbox and I piled up some questions, and so we're going to get started with this one. Cade writing in. Chris, you're up first. And the reason I put you first, maybe you'll recognize. Hey, gang, big-time Padres fan here. All right. First, that's that's Chris's phrase. Hey, gang. Oh, hey, gang. Hey, gang. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I got it from? Who? Not intentionally, but it just rolls off the tongue for me. Uh, Jerry Coleman. Uh, used to oh, go with he the sure hay did. gang. Yep, he was a hay gang guy. Oh, all right, there you go. <laughs> Anything uh, to honor hey, the yes, gang seriously. <laughs> hay gang, hay gang, big top, big time Padres fan here. First, I appreciate your show because of how real it is. You all give your opinion, even if it's not popular at all. Here's my unpopular Padres opinion: the Padres are set for a rebuilding season this year. Chris, it's crazy to think that. Yes, but is it really? No, it's not. 
Um, I think you could have said the same thing about the Dodgers last year, and they ended up with 100 wins. Uh, <laughs> didn't do them any good in the playoffs, but I, I don't think you could call last season a rebuilding year for the Dodgers. And the Padres have too much they have too much talent and too much money invested in these guys to have a, quote, rebuilding season. What they are doing is resetting the money they're spending so that they don't have to pay a ton of money in luxury tax tax. And Tony explains it better than I do, but if you go over the luxury tax, I think three years in a row, it costs you beyond an arm and a 50%. leg. 50%. So what is so, the question again? The question is, is he's it saying, a crazy is this thought? a rebuilding season? And yeah. you're saying? I'm saying it's not because oh, okay. the Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers, you could have said they had a rebuilding season last year because they didn't do anything. Okay. And they won 100 games. So I don't think the Padres are attacking this as a rebuilding season in any way, shape, or form. Tony, is it a crazy thought to think this is a rebuilding season? Yeah, it's a crazy thought. The better word is maybe retool, reshuffle. Uh, what was the word you used? Um, Rejigger. Re- no, I that's you. What, that. you. what word did you use? I'm looking in the question. at uh, re uh, rebuilding, rebuild, right? Yeah. yeah, rebuild. It's not a rebuild. You got Fernando Tatis Jr. You got Bogarts. You got Machado. You got this. This this doesn't resemble a, a team that's rebuilding. Maybe retooling, maybe reshuffling, maybe what did you say rejiggering. <laughs> <laughs> yes, rejiggering. It could be any one of those, but I think uh, rebuild is probably not probably. It's definitely too strong. All right, thank you to Cade for that one. Our next Padres pen pal, Sean. I'm patiently waiting for the Padres to start filling up their roster, but I could say this has been a terrible offseason for the team. I know the trade of Soto was necessary, but that combined with two outfielders currently on the roster with less than a month ago is why I say this offseason would deserve an F. Tony, what grade would you give it? I would give it an incomplete. INC? INC. Um... The thought is that when spring training starts, hold on, hold on. I, I was, I missed your INC. I not allowed. No, Give no, a grade. No, that is allowed. No, I've seen it on my kids' Wait report a second. cards. Where did you go? You've been sitting was, right there the whole time. I was answering the chat, and I incomplete. And then I realized he said INC because I knew. Yeah, I knew that was going to be the answer. There is this thought that when spring training begins, free agency ends. Not the case. Or an off-season ends for that matter. No. As we saw Manny Machado sign after spring training. We saw Eric Hosmer sign after tre- spring training. You see guys sign after spring training. You're not off- making anybody feel better by well, saying that Eric Hosmer signed after spring training. So you just gloss just over Manny you. Machado and just forget yeah, about yeah, that Yeah, I mean, you people s- tend to focus on the negative. Yeah, you know. Did do. you guys know my we're man, still paying my man, said, my man said he listens to the show because we're real. So th- th- this is a real answer. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't think it's over. I think it's, it's an incomplete. incomplete. Until opening day starts, then, uh, you, then I can give you official letter grade. Okay. Not, not happy with that answer. Chris, if you say INC... You can't. So what is your grade for the offseason? C minus. Okay, thank you. C minus. C minus because they have too many holes right now. Um, You know, but that's your grade today. I mean, I have to say that if they fill these holes, it's going to be different. This is a progress report. Right. It's a progress report. Yeah, that's the best I can do. But but I do want to say that the, uh, to me, 
you know, having Bob Melvin leave and being able to replace him with somebody I regard as a manager that has every chance to be as good, if not better, than Bo Mel, I think is a pretty impressive addition. So that got them to the C minus. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to consider that. And you gotta consider all these arms they got from the Yankees. But we have to wait and see which ones pan out. But I'm not giving an F like uh, the the guy called Sean, in or Sean. wrote in there. I think that's in fact I'm gonna upgrade to a C. Uh I'm gonna yeah. go even a little better. I, I, I don't think it's been a bad off season. It's it's a rejiggering. <laughs> rejiggering is necessary from time to time. It's, it's a jarring word. <laughs> um I guess I should have called it or yeah, I, I, I guess he said it was like a report, but I took it as a report card. It should have been a progress report, so Tony couldn't have given an incomplete. I, well, no, you definitely can give incompletes on, on a uh, progress prog- report? Yeah, yeah, man. All right, thanks, Sean. He just did. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> oh, uh, Brent on the chat says, we signed, I think they traded for Sean Manaya near the end of spring training, right? They, they traded. traded for him, yeah. Yes, but still, another you guy that they brought in. keep adding to the roster. All right, this one's from Nate. Chris, you're up first. And Nate writes in saying, I want to know one thing. Mike what do Schilt- you want to know, Nate? Mike Schilt has a lot to prove in his first year as manager. And I am okay with the manager hiring, but I'm not okay with the missed playoffs last year. This team is mostly the same, minus some big names, but the core is there. Manny, Toddy, Xander are all the guys that need to step up and have a great year. Chris, how is Mike Schilt going to be different than Bowmel? Well, I... I know a lot different behind the scenes. I think you're going to see something in front that you didn't see as much of, and that's a little fire and brimstone. I mentioned it in the last segment. I think he, you're going to see him get out. I mean, Mel, you know, look, Bo Mel got kicked out of a lot of games last year. How many he did he actually get kicked did. out of, Tony? Maybe five, five or six? Yeah, five or six. I know it was the most in his career. Yeah, the frustration started to take its hold there some in August, September. But I think you'll see Mike Schilt be a little more – you know, a little more aggressive, you know, from time to time, challenge some questions after games. I like it. So, but behind the scenes, he's going to put these guys in the best position to win, try to get them to relax and play their best game. And everybody who thinks that Mike Schultz going to decide this season is mistaken. What's going to decide the season is the performances of these guys that all had less than stellar seasons a year ago. We've pointed it out on numerous occasions. They all had worse OPSs last year than their career OPSs suggest. Yeah. So this year, you know, the likes of everyone have to be better. And if they are and they're up to what we think they're capable of doing, I don't see why they can't contend for a playoff spot and probably even get one. Real quick, I was wrong about his career ejections. Uh, it was the second most in his career. Arizona? Five. Arizona has two other ones, but the one that leads was 2021 A's, oh. six ejections. Okay. That must have been in the first half because they were struggling. A He's like bit. 19th on the list of all time of ejections. <laughs> ejections. Bobby Cox leads the way, doesn't he? I'll look it up sure by a wide margin. Well, a wide margin. No, Earl. Uh, Earl just—he uh, just had some lengthy ones. He, when he had was out some there. memorable ones. But Bobby Cox he used to get ejected, you know, five times a week. Yeah, he did. Uh, all right. Oh, Tony. Yes. Let me go back to the question. How is Mike Schilt going to be different than Bo Mel? First, they, they have different personalities, so I think they will address they address situations differently. You know, I think. Mike's going to come with, my guess is he's going to come with the um, 
from a perspective of, of positivity and love all the time. And, you know, I think we'll see those changes. I think there's some truth to what Chris is saying, too. Like, I don't think, I don't look at Mike as a, you know, having a red hair, but I do think <laughs> there will be times. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> no, I haven't either. I do think there will be times where, you know, he won't allow it to work itself out. You know what I'm saying? I think he will maybe approach things in a, in a manner that more urgency helps it along a mm. little bit more. All right. Um, okay. That was from Nate's real quick. We have a submission from my Twitter account from Brian do, and this is not really a question. It's just a exploratory question. Do non roster invitees get paid the MLB minimum while they're in camp? Do well, you know? There is no MLB. First of all, nobody gets paid a salary during spring training. You get mill money. Then they, you know, they put, they you, put up, you up. They put you up where you're staying. All right. So to answer your question, no, no. they don't get the league minimum, <laughs> but they do get the same big league mill money that the dudes who are oh. under contract get. Do you know how much that is? It's different than it was when when I was playing. Where does the money from uh, spring training ticket sales go? I to the it. announcer fund? <laughs> no. <Nope>. To the <laughs> podcaster <laughs> fund? <laughs> I don't know that they're selling enough tickets in spring training, honestly. All right, no, here... I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Okay. Here we go. Thank you for trying to answer, though. Last one from Laura. What is the... Thank you. The music. Yes. Uh, you guys went through all the giveaways yesterday, and I personally like the Fernando Tatis bucket hat, which is a pretty sweet one, actually. Um... I think Tony's up first. Which one did you like the most? I mean, for me, I'm always going to like anything that helps me look fly on the soccer field, right? So oh. I'm going to go with the straw hat. I didn't see that on the list yesterday. Uh, I think there's one. I think I saw a, there's a, hat for a sure. mock-up one. One thing oh, okay. One thing we can say, Scrappy, both and you bucket, and I. The bucket hat. The bucket hat. Yeah. One thing I thing. can say, and that I, this is a clear no-doubter. Tony looks great in every one of those Padre giveaway hats. True. You and I look awful. And don't say speak for yourself. (laughs) Speak for yourself. No, I'm not saying speak. Scraby wore his bucket hat out on the golf course the time we went with him. Hey, it didn't work. And he even said, like, on the third hole, this thing's squeezing his brains out. (laughs) You know what's funny is I have a pinhead. I have a small head. A pinhead? And (laughs) that thing was, it was, it was. Left marks around my forehead because they yeah. were kind of tight. No, it was a little tight. Was it wasn't that it. it was so much tight. It was that it didn't. It wasn't deep enough. It was like, it like sat I on the top like of your head. I looked like Miss Muffet <laughs> <laughs> sat on a tuffet. He tried to squeeze your head it, in there. It did. Yeah, it was not good. It looked like a doily on top of my head. <laughs> As I said, you and I do not look exactly drip. In those Padre Whoa, giveaway hats. Even I need a definition. No, I'm just hey, kidding. You need a definition no, I of know drip? That one. We've definitely, for you guys listening, we've definitely teased a segment where I give Chris whatever new lingo there is. Oh, yes. We're going to develop and, this in the break. <laughs> we're developing it as we speak. All right. Thank you to Cade, Sean, Nate, and Laura for their submissions to Padre Thank Pen you, Pals. guys. All right. Padre Pen Pals for this week. Hopefully, we'll have some more Padre news to discuss. Next week, when we come back, we'll discuss the Daily Gambit in which one of us went 0 for 4 last night. I'll let you guess who that was. Chris. Gwen and Chris coming back with more. Maybe. Sorry. Mike wasn't supposed to be on there yet. But you got a little 
clearing of the throat. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. And you got the clearing of the throat because I was going to tell you guys, make sure you stay locked in on this hour because we do have our countdown. Mm. Top five for each of us movies since 2000. Top movies this century. Yeah. And uh, it's an interesting category because most people's top movies are, quote, classics. And that goes back into, you know, the 90s, the 80s, 70s, even before that. It's a little different from 2000 on because movies don't have a lot enough time to get shelf life. No. Or, you know, as much time to get shelf they're, life. They're cranking these movies out in, in the newer mm-hmm. they're getting to these movies a lot faster. Now, pandemic slowed that down a little bit, but it's starting to pick back up. Yeah. Here uh, as we I had a fun time putting my list together. I, I this has been the hardest countdown for me because there's so many movies that are good. Lot to choose from. Lot to choose from. So and that'll then be coming in. Some of the movies I wanted to put on the list thinking it was in the two thousands was actually nineteen ninety nine. Outside of it, right? Wasn't quite didn't quite qualify. Yeah. Huh? I, yeah. I will say that my era of movies probably is still in the nineties at this point. Mm-hmm. Mine too, like Mighty Ducks. I mean, Couldn't put that on there. Yeah, oh, man. I wasn't going to put that Little, on there. I can't believe you could even do this Little list Giants. that one. <laughs> Little Giants. Couldn't put that one on there. The Dude, annexation list, of Puerto Rico. Come on. is whack, man. Chris, Already. you know, have you ever seen The Little Giants? We've oh, Yes, I, I have. I don't. It's not one that stayed in my memory, though, I must well, say. Well, I was also like nine years old, so that was like one of the coolest movies out at the time. All right. John Madden was in it. Yeah, I don't understand why you think that was one of the coolest. But the icebox? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't the matter. The thing with Scraby is every movie he's ever seen is great. So right. I don't know how he's going to narrow this list this down. This is why he didn't enjoy doing this list as much because no. every movie is great for Oh, him. yeah. I saw this movie the other day. It was great. The first. <laughs> that, saw this movie last literally... night. It was great. <laughs> These are literally the words out of his mouth. Yeah. What was it called? I don't know, but it was great. I don't I don't remember stuff like that. I just remember what happens in the movie, okay? Maybe right. you you are famous for saying I blank know. blank was great. Yeah, I know. I like movies and I especially like bad movies. Yeah, that's a that's just something I can't get in get on board with. Hmm. Yeah. Can't uh, wait for your countdown. What okay. one of us apparently well, no. did oh. not win any of these games in terms of the Daily Gambit. Why don't we find out which one? Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. Last night, we had four bets that we made, and the first one was Joel Embiid over under 36 and a half points in the game. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I can't remember what you guys said. Did you guys say over? Because I didn't write it down. We said uh, we over all, we, 70. Yeah, we didn't even we say over 36. Yeah. It was yeah. like a gimme. He scored uh, at least 30. Uh, yeah, he made his 30. But is that's it 30 it. or 31 that he scored? 31. 31, okay. Yeah, so he missed it. We were wrong on that one. I swear, I swear, this is one that the gamblers got into. They got in on this. <laughs> Vegas got in on this. They're like, you know what? Everybody was probably betting over, 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 over. 
And because it was so automatic, the guy had just scored seventy points in his last game, and he was playing Indiana, a horrible defensive team. Yeah. So you go, he's going to definitely get thirty six. And that's the, like, psych, they, psych. that's the night when the Vegas boys get to him. <laughs> to Vegas Limit boys. Him. We, they, said, they said, look, you can go ahead and get over 30 and keep that streak alive. But, but you're not going over the, uh, over the total. I bet you Vegas made a lot the of money Vegas on that boys. one. Vegas boys. <laughs> yeah, Vegas made money on that uh, one. Uh, all right. The Lakers last night were five-point favorites over the Bulls. Chris chose the Bulls. Tony and I chose the Lakers. And I was stunned to see this score, by the way. 141-132. It was a lot of points. Lakers don't usually score that high. <laughs> that was a well, lot of points. Nobody usually hits 20 of 31 three-point shots. That's crazy high. 64%. The third greatest in NBA history. That's what the Lakers did last night to my Bulls. That is fitting. All right. I don't know why you're so happy I lost. Well, because I just find it weird that you like the Bulls. Just understand that payback is a you-know-what. It is crazy. And Sunday's NFC Championship game is just around the corner. So because I wanted your Bulls to lose a regular season meaningless game, it's going to translate to my side. Yes. Okay. Yes. Eye for an eye. All right. All right. Well, you know what I could Eye for a kneecap. It doesn't (laughs) matter. I could tell you to maybe pick a better team to cheer for. But see now you're going low below the belt there. there oh, you go. am I? Yeah. Okay. Next bet: University of San Francisco and Gonzaga. Gonzaga nine point favorites in this one. Chris chose Gonzaga. Tony and I chose USF. Gonzaga did win seventy seven to seventy two, but... but they did not cover the spread. So Tony and I win that one. Yeah. They had they had it they had it, and now they're not even predicted to go to the tournament. Even the though they're having a great year, yeah. Joe Lunardi didn't rank them. That would have been a big win for it them. It would have been a big night. win. They didn't quite get it. Uh, last one was well, the... Well, you know, also, just to, not to interrupt, but Gonzaga is not in the tournament, no, according to Joe Lunardi right now, either. Yes, they're the first one out. But that still would be crazy to have an NCAA tournament without Gonzaga. Definitely would. They're a fixture, a mainstay. Yes, they are. Uh, and then the last bet was the Edmonton Oilers, two and a half... They were favorites by two and a half on the puck line against the Blackhawks. Tony and I said Oilers. Oilers won three nothing. Is there a nil in hockey? Like, is it rock thirty rock or three rock? It can be okay. But uh, so it's three nothing is acceptable. There's not three nil or anything like that. I wouldn't say three nil is you know, a term that's ever used in hockey. It's three nothing. They it was three, three nothing. nothing. They got an empty net goal for the third goal. Oh wow! So it came down to that. Dang. And not only did Edmonton win its 15th in a row, but uh, Tony, talk about some long road trips. The Blackhawks have lost 19 in a row on the road. Oh. That's, uh, <laughs> that's know, a hang The road is, road is supposed to be like a unifying thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's not, not going to unify issues. anybody. Everybody goes to the room. They don't come out until it's time to go to the uh, no. to the rink. So 0-4 for, for the, the arena, yesterday. You guys say. both went 3-1, and one, picking against me. Very good <laughs> very good thinking by you. It served us well. I know. 0-4. <laughs> Oh, and four, not easy to do. I'll see if I can duplicate it for the weekend. Yeah, I don't have any bets, so. All right, here we go. Wait, real quick. Yes. For real, how many of you guys out there thought it was going to be Scraby? Oh, the 0 and 4? <laughs> no one. I don't think anyone. I did, I did. Without looking at it, I just assumed it was you, my man. I'm actually decent <laughs> at the betting. Decent, not on parlays, but decent on the single bets. The parlays would take me down. Remind us what your uh, NFC Championship game parlay is. Do you have it handy there? I can get it in a second. I know it's a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. I believe it's Christian McCaffrey over 86 and a half yards. Rushing. It's rushing. It's a, um, a Amon Ross St. Brown over. 
over here. I got it right here. It just came up. Yeah, anytime touchdown, Christian McCaffrey. Over 86.5, Christian McCaffrey rushing yards. Over 85.5, Amon Ross St. Brown receiving yards. And then the 49ers to score first in the game. All right. We will see which one of those four let you down. You got a response on the chat to your who thought it was Scraby. Random Ham said, slowly raise his hand. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go for the weekend. I got six bets. We're going to start with tennis. I don't know if everybody saw this last night, late last night, if you weren't up. Novak Djokovic got knocked out of the Australian Open. And uh, it ended his 33-match winning streak there. I mean, Djokovic has only won the Australian Open 10 times. But he was kept from the final this year by 22-year-old Italian Yannick Sinner. I don't know too many Italian people named Yannick, but he's uh, from Italy. And uh, Sinner, the number four seed, blew him out. Really wasn't close. 6-1, 6-2. Ah! Djokovic got the third set in a tie break, and then Sinner blew him out in the fourth set, 6-3. So Sinner takes on Russian Daniil Medvedev. He's the third seed. So it's number three versus number four. But number four is favored. Sinner, minus four and a half games. So it's total games in the match. Sinner's got to win five more games than Medvedev to cover. Mm. Who's favored? Sinner? Sinner is favored after his win over Djokovic. Medvedev is the higher-seeded player. Scraby, what do you like here? Oh. All right, you want me to go? No, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I mean, um, I went 0-4. I can set the pace for you. No, it's okay. I'm going to choose Sinner because he seems like he's rolling. He's on a roll. There's no doubt about that. Medvedev's better than Sinner, though. Yeah, I'm going Medvedev. And to get Medvedev plus the points, I think, is smart. Great. All right. <laughs> well, Great. there's no guarantees. Uh, the women's final is tonight. It'll be Arena Sabalenka, the number two seed, against Kinwen Zhang, or Zhang Kinwen. Uh, Zhang is the 12 seed out of China. Uh, Sabalenka is the two Sabalenka seed. Sabalenka is the one who beat um, Coco Golf. Coco Golf, right? Yes. Sabalenka is favored by five and a half games. So she'd have to win 6 3 6 3 to cover here. Most people think Sabalenka is going to win. Whether she wins 6-3, or not, I don't know, but I think she will. Sabalenka is just a powerhouse. She hits the ball harder than most men players. She absolutely punishes it. So I'll take Sabalenka here. Zhang in her first Grand Slam final, Tony. Um, Sabalenka. Sabalenka, he says. Scrabby, you want to go alone again? Yeah, I'm just going to go with what the chat says. Taps says Zhang is going to win, so I'm going to really? choose Zhang. A pick for Zhang. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, we've got some uh, college basketball. Boise State at home. Three and a half point favorite over conference leader Utah State. Mm. Tony, you're first. <laughs> Game is at Boise. Utah State is underdog three and a half. Mm. It's a tough one. I'm going to go Boise. Boise, give the points. Boise. Boise beat the Aztecs last week. Scraby. Oh, man, I didn't realize it was that tough. Well, deep breath for this one. beating the Aztecs the way they did just really kind of surprised me. I'm going to say Boise as well. Boise. 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 I appreciated Spiro Ditas last week on the call. He made sure to call it Boise. 
I'm sure he's heard from the Boiseans. Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll take Boise State here. Easy. Utah State, last time they were on the road, got blown out by New Mexico. I don't see any reason why they get get blown out again. Uh, Also tomorrow, Iowa State at home. Three and a half point favorite over Kansas. Kansas is the higher seeded team or higher ranked team. And Kansas is giving three points? No, Iowa State's giving, giving three and a half they're points. They're taking three points. Yeah, I mean. Kansas, you get points, wow. but I will still take Iowa State. I've seen them at home. They have, they're they undefeated at home. Yeah, they, they have, have a, a big home I've court seen that, advantage. Yeah. I've seen that their Tony, fans are crazy. Crazy, but I'm going with Kansas. You're going to still take KU. KU. No, I'm not taking KU. I'm taking uh, Iowa State because of Brock Purdy, baby. Oh, boy. Speaking of Brock Purdy, he's on the list of bets this week. This is a really high number, I think. I, yeah, I think so too. Passing yardage in the NFC Championship game, Brock Purdy two eight two. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But he did throw for two fifty two last week. That's not enough. I know, but still, you wouldn't think he threw for that <laughs> that's many yards. Not enough. Two eighty two and a half. I think Tony's up here. I've kind of lost track. Tony, go. Uh, uh, Over or under? Under. 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 Uh, Chris, under. Scrabby, you want to Give me a second. I'm doing a little research real quick. Don't get hurt. I'll try not to. Trying to find out. Study long, study wrong. Study long, study (laughs) wrong, Tony says. That sounds like a uh, San Diego State baseball saying. (laughs) Come on, let's. We're going out drinking. I'm studying. Well, study long, study, study wrong. wrong. The Lions' defense did average giving up the most passing yards per game this year, so I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. They gave up. If it, I'm looking at it correctly. They gave up 338 yards passing per game. That sounds like more than I would think. All right, you're going over for Brock Purdy. Then. Yes, yes. All right, last one on the board: uh, Lamar Jackson over under sixty-four and a half rushing yards. Oh man, Scraby oh. against the 64 Chiefs. And a half? Sixty-four and a half rushing yardage mm. for Lamar. I think Scraby over under. I think if they know what's good for them, they'll make they'll have him run a lot. So over. If over? they know what's good for them, I mean, it's it's always that that age old. Or, what is the phrase? Yeah, I don't know for? where you're going with anyway, this. Anyway, it's always that thing where like they get to the conference championship by having Lamar Jackson run, and then they don't run him or something. You know. Word. Okay. I think they will run him, but I think the Chiefs are going to do a better than average job of keeping him under that. That's right. a, that's a big number. That is pretty big. So, Johnny. it's really unfair when he runs, though. They ought to. I mean, you had to outlaw the tush push. <laughs> A more a more automatic is Lamar Jackson just running a quarterback draw. I know, you know it really that is too. Like you know, something's bad bad is going to happen when he is just dancing in the pocket. Well, that's like I said last week. The offensive coordinator just calls a play that he hopes doesn't work, <laughs> so that Lamar Jackson can make something of it. Tony over or under sixty four and a half. I'm gonna say under. Okay, we'll see how we do. Monday's results. We will pick the uh, winners of the NFC and AFC Championship games a little bit later in the program. So there you have our daily gambit. All right, let's get to break. When we return, I think this is one of Chris's favorite times Mm -hmm. of the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're talking Academy Awards. Oh, yeah, the nominations are out this week. Did you guys get up early Tuesday to see them? Don't act like We didn't, but we know you did. I was up. And he's going to fill us in when we return. We're going to Chris. All right, there has uh, not been a lot of sports news. 
this week. There truly hasn't been. But there is a little bit to pass along to you on this Friday afternoon get you caught up to date. 3.23 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. Don't forget, following the show today at 6 o'clock this evening, the Scraby Chronicles take to the airwaves. Scraby has his own show from 6 to 7. If you haven't listened yet, Tony and I agreed yesterday. He's actually doing a really good job. Fantastic. So Thank there you, you guys. go. I uh, want to say real quick, though. I, yesterday on this show and on the Scraby show, I may have complained a lot about the internet and sounded like I was 150 years old. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Yesterday so was a trying bad to, day. So you trying you to uh, say that I normally sound 150 years old? No, because I'm just you, saying well, I complained, complained more so than much. I normally do. Yes, I oh, complained okay. a lot about the internet yesterday. What I was got, your? I got oh. duped by a, a tweet about this arc storm that was very convincing. <laughs> I saw your post about it, and somebody hit me. It was like, "Is this real?" Well, it was a PBS SoCal article, so I thought, "All right, PBS isn't going to lie to me." But this person admitted in her replies that she put out the tweet to get attention, and so that bothered it. me. And then the whole thing with my buddy who got his. Uh, his stuff stolen, his uh, video stolen from, uh, he's a reporter in another city, and someone on the internet keeps stealing his stuff, and they're getting credit for it, so I went off about that, but I apologize to everyone. I'm in a better mood today. Until the daily gripe, that is, which oh, the- comes up to end a Scraby show. Yes, the daily gripe. Yeah, don't miss the daily gripe. Uh, here's uh, the news that I was speaking of. Baltimore Ravens, ahead of the AFC Championship game. Activate tight end Mark Andrews. Yeah. Could be a big deal. I mean, Mark Andrews is a go-to guy for Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, that's another 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 weapon that the Chiefs will have to worry about. Certainly in Sunday's AFC Championship game, Mark Andrews will be activated. That seems also, like that seems like a advantage uh, Baltimore on that one. I think that's a that's a deal. Yeah. Uh, NFC Championship game. We mentioned it yesterday, but Debo did return to practice after his shoulder injury. All signs point to him being able to play on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. He said that he's not going to hold back anything. So. Does that make is he back out of your doghouse now that he say he's gonna be out there? I was actually gonna broke make, shoulder and all. I was actually gonna take a shot at him and say wow. because Mark Andrews like basically snapped his leg in half and he's coming back, but Devo couldn't finish the game. So. He did not snap his leg. He hurt his ankle very bad. Keep this in mind when Scraby is popping off on Monday mm-hmm. about how Debo Samuel is the greatest <laughs> player in the history of football. I know I am. Just doing keep that. this in mind. I That's am doing all that. we're saying. Uh, some baseball news. Uh, we didn't get to it yesterday. Jock Peterson staying in the National League West. He'll be with the Diamondbacks next year. Oh, young Jock. One Nine year. million dollars. Twenty twenty five mutual option. Okay. I think the Padres should have gone after How many him. years was he a giant? One? No, like two or three. He's had two stints was there, I think. He's had two separate. Let me go look. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But he's now been a Dodger, a giant, and a Diamondback. So well, he's this, touring this, the division. This is, this is kind of how it goes. When you've yeah. caused havoc in a division, teams take notice. See, teams have seen teams you. They seen. go, I want to get you on my side. Steve no, Finley la- comes to mind. Played yes. for all of them. Mark Sweeney comes to mind. Played for... Pretty much all of the NL Steve West. Finley did play for all of them. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, Francisco Colorado. San Diego. San Diego. Uh, so Who did played... Steve Finley start his career with? Quick trivia. 
Baltimore. Boston. No, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Correct. Very good. Jock Peterson played for the Dodgers for seven seasons, the Giants for two seasons most recently, and then he was with the Cubs for half a season, and then he got traded to the Braves, and then he won a World Series. That's who he was with a That's short right. time. Got his World Series with the pearl necklace. On yes, he did in Atlanta. Still can't believe never, that. Never quite caught fire. Did it, it never did. You, <laughs> I think in he fact, thought it was. It seems kind of weird even a, mentioning. There's a hundred percent that he thought it was going to catch fire. And I remember talking about it on the show. Like this is not a trend right here. No one's going to be running around the bases with pearls around their neck. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. But it worked to win him a World it Series. Was, it was hot in that moment. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other signing today, former Padre outfielder Travis Jankowski returning to Freddy. the Texas Rangers. Good for him. All right. So, and I can hear you Padre fans now. When are we going to get somebody? <laughs> I don't know. Is the answer to that. Yep. All right, Scraby, what do you want me to do with the Academy Awards here? Uh, just, Gave me a little assignment, but I know. I'm not sure what my assignment was. Uh, your assignment was to present like present, the the nominees, but present just movies give us... I think people should see that are nominated. Or I mean, there's nine or make it ten movies nominated for best picture. I can tell you the one not to see: Poor Things. Poor Things. I gotta say, do not I, waste your time. I watched the trailer. I was gonna go see it because Chris said he was gonna go pay for my movie, but I watched the trailer. I don't think that's a movie for me. It's not. Uh, it's not a movie for anybody. Uh, the Zone of Interest is also nominated for Best Picture. I've never even heard of that. It's about the perfectly normal family life of a Nazi guy who <laughs> kills a bunch of people in the Holocaust. How that is interesting to anybody, I have no idea I think, either. I, yeah. I think I found a movie I need to see. You don't. That's another one that you don't need to see. What's it called again? The Zone of Interest. It's up for Best Picture. Uh, some of the ones that I think would be great to see, American Fiction, highly recommend. That's up for Best Picture. Uh, really good story. And uh, it's about a writer, basically about a, a, a book writer who is not successful, but he's a great writer. And then he dumbs down and writes something really stupid that even he thinks is horrible. And it blows and up. And it blows up and becomes a huge hit. So that, but it's also about his family life. Very good movie. You'll like it, Tony. I know. Um, the other one that I think is really good is for actors is the holdovers. Paul Giamatti. Uh, yeah, I thought about watching this. Winning one. a, uh, he'll probably win the Academy Award for Best Actor. He plays a teacher that has to stay over during uh, Christmas break with students at a uh, at an Ivy League college. Um, Maestro. You guys like Bradley Cooper, right? I've heard this movie made so many people angry because of how he's his look, his actual depiction. Let me tell you something. He, If you've ever seen a picture of the composer, Leonard Bernstein, who he plays, mm -hmm. he's a dead ringer. Okay. Absolute dead ringer. And there's one scene in the movie where Kevin Costner directs the orchestra, uh, you know, the, the conducting thing. Unbelievably great. Like it's like you think he's been conducting orchestras his entire life. life right? Well, don't you just move your arms back and forth? Okay, I mean with yeah. a little stick in yeah, your hand. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just that. doing that. You go, you go, tap, tap, tap. Yeah, Maestro is probably worth it just for that scene alone. I have not seen Oppenheimer. 
Oh, that I is, have. Okay, that's I the one that's, that's supposed to win one, Best right? Picture. Well, I did. It's three and a half hours long, I believe. So you have to dedicate it. It's de- it's a dedication, but I, I I believe it's a it's an entertaining movie. I don't know that they actually told the story how maybe they should have, but how okay. you would have told it? Is that no? What it's just scared? they they kind of like looked over some things. I mean, there's so much that goes into the Manhattan Project that you can't put everything into one movie. But I really enjoyed how they did it. Like they. They had to go through time in the movie several times to where, like, it was present day when he was being grilled by the Senate committees and all that, and it was black and white, so you knew it was present day. And then everything in color was back in the day, and so I liked how they did that. But it was a good movie. I recommend it. All right. Best actor, as I mentioned, will be Paul Giamatti from The Holdovers. Uh, The star of Oppenheimer, Cillian Murphy, is another contender for that award. Bradley Cooper was amazing. And Jeffrey Wright out of American Fiction, outstanding uh, for uh, Best Actress. Emma Stone is supposed to win for Poor Things. I hate to take it away from her, but that movie is so bad. That but she could be a great actress in it. She, I guess, if you if, if being just psycho, crazy, bananas, hard to watch. Being that, you If know, you like that, that's Emma that in this movie. Emma Stone is the homie. She is the homie. She loves. Homie, she comes right? to Padre games. She comes to Padre games. Yeah. Hangs out with Jesse and I with you know spring training games. Well, you might be able to congratulate her on another. What Academy I was going to say award. is, I would say that that acting job, considering that she's none of those things that she had to portray That's true. in film. That's true. She's definitely acting. Might be a might be a winner. Might be a winner. There's some other can- candidates there, but uh, she's kind of a heavy favorite for it. So. Do you need more, Scrape? <laughs> no. I think, I think you squeezed everything out of that you I could. I did the very best I could. <laughs> I will, on the day of the Academy Awards, just for uh, for those of you out there that are in Academy Award pools, because people do get together to watch the awards. I'm sorry, what? And, okay, they get together to watch the awards, and then they pick the winners, and whoever gets the most right usually wins something. People do that. You don't, but a lot of people do. So I will give you uh, six or seven Dead automatic winners on the days of the okay. Academy Awards to uh, help you people out out there. On the chat, we've had split opinions on Maestro. Okay. Uh, one person thinks it's really good, and some other people don't think it's good. Didn't like I don't think it's that great. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's probably a split thing on poor things also because, I mean, it is up for best picture, and I'm sure some people liked it, but... I certainly did not. Oh, Javier, Poor Things is not bad. It is great. You are insane, Chris. I'm not any more insane than any of the characters that are portrayed. <laughs> I, I think I need to see the movie. I think I need to see the you movie. You looked at the preview, preview and made, were like, oh, yeah, he this watched, isn't for me. Yeah, he watched 30 seconds of the preview and he said, I can't do it. So. What, what's her name? Something Baxter? Uh, her character? Yeah. Yeah, Bella Baxter, Bella, I believe. My name is Bella Baxter. And I was yeah. like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to pee on the floor. Oh, um, <laughs> is that a Spoiler scene? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what? It's not going to give away the whole movie, but that gives you an idea of some of the stuff you have to put up with. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. When we return, oh, we're sticking with movies. Our countdown. Friday's countdown is next on Gwen and Chris. Harder than I think any of us, well, except for Chris. I think Chris, since he came up with the category, kind of knew. No, I uh, I spent quite a bit of time on it. Yeah. I, well, I'm I didn't just you, think of it off the top of my head. I'm I'll saying you, you kind of knew how difficult it was to go through and sift through it how many easy. movies. Yeah. There's, so. a, there's been a few movies in the last 25 years. Let's just say so. that Scraby and I certainly had uh, a hard time getting through our five. I know Chris did. Uh, but here is the final result. Let's get to it.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Gonna grip and rip, as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is The Countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. Let's see what the final masterpiece looks like. Number five. Why don't you do us the honors? All right, I'll go through my honorable mentions real quick. No, please I'm, don't because it's not fair. Yeah, yeah do your list. Do and that we'll later. Do honorable because because I don't be want you to mention list. all the yeah. movies we're going to list. Right. Sorry, Chris. That was. That I'm, was a, crazy. I'm 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 adamant about this. You are. All right. My number five. <laughs> well, I just told tracks. Tony the exact yeah, same thing. You obviously left I, the room even though you were sitting right there. <laughs> it's not the first time. <laughs> number five is going to be. The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, Joker, Batman. That was a great movie. See, this is going to be a problem. You and me are too close in age, and it's going to. Really I think have I have a... some that you won't have. Yeah. But The Dark Knight was I don't like they were starting off on this foot. I remember I actually waited in line to yeah. watch this movie in IMAX in San Francisco. That's how much I wanted to see it. So the is Dark the Knight. Dark Knight easily the best Batman incarnation? I think. I'll... Be Batman Begins and Dark Knight are pretty good. They're yeah. like at, they're at the top. And yeah. who's the who's Batman in Christian the Dark Bale? Yeah, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Right. Okay. Dark Knight Rises wasn't great, but Heath Ledger it was got so more complicating. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger was. was so amazing. He was yeah. he was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, I'll go next. This is a a, a two part answer. <laughs> just, there's going to be quite a few of these, but I couldn't select just five. 2004 Man on Fire. Oh, with Denzel, Denzel? Washington. Yes. Oh, that's Dakota a great Fanning, one. Dakota Fanning. Oh, yeah. When she was a little girl. Yeah. Uh, he's a he bad... Pay, he's he's, he's a, a private security, yeah. basically, yeah. protecting a, a young girl that gets kidnapped. It's Long story short, dad is the one who arranged it. It goes sideways. Mark Anthony. Yes. And uh, Denzel is a man on fire. He is on a mission to get this little child back. It's a great flick. Denzel is... The other uh, side of that... Yeah. The other side of that is also a Denzel Washington movie. The Equalizer. 
2014. I like those kind of movies. Stu's a one-man wrecking crew. He is. He's crazy in that one. <laughs> He's definitely crazy. Is he a vigilant, vigilante, or is he... Uh, the, I don't know that movie. In The Equalizer, he is a former, like, agent for the government that is retired. And uh, is really... This is a young lady gets murdered, and he is... He's not to, happy about no, it. No, he's, he's, he's tired of just ridiculousness going on in the world. An angry Denzel Washington is a dangerous yes. Denzel Washington. <laughs> yes. All right, number five for me is a sports movie. Had to have a couple on my list. Uh, it's the newest movie I have on my list. It is King Richard. Oh, that was a good one, too. I really enjoyed Will Smith's uh, performance in this. He did win Best Actor and then went up and slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> That is right. But this is beyond all of that. It was just a great movie. The kids who played the Williams sisters were brilliant. Thought the story was good. The writing, directing, the tennis scenes were pretty real. Yeah. Rather than, you know, stupid looking sports scenes, which sometimes you see in movies. King Richard, really fantastic performance by Denzel. Our guy Charlie's, Charlie's on TV. On hey, TV. Charlie's spotting. He's on 16 right now. Five under for the tournament. He looks like he's going to tap in for par right here, but we'll give you, we'll we'll let you know. Charlie Hoffman is six shots off the lead currently. All right, so number five. That's not terrible. Richard. Nope. Uh, all right. Number four, I believe. Number four. My list is a mess. I, I'm going to show it to the camera, but that is just an absolute mess. Uh, my number four is going to be a horror movie. The uh, Yeah, the only one on the list, and it's going to be 28 Days Later. Love that oh. movie. It is so good. It's uh, It's got Killian Murphy before he was really that famous, and there's one scene in London that is such an incredible shot because it's one of the busiest parts of the city, but they actually did shut it down and decorate it for like a zombie apocalypse. And there was no one that you could see in the city. It was crazy, but I love that movie. Yeah, so it's a zombie apocalypse movie. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, that loses me right there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to like that one. Yeah, I had to, I had to resist from putting too many cartoon movies on there because you know 2000s my first child was born in 2007 so you've seen I spent, a few of these i spent years with it just if i hadn't seen it i knew every word because it was playing in the car over mm. and over and over mm. again so i'll start this is another two-part one for you guys ladies and gentlemen the incredibles 2004 ah craig t nelson great great kid flick yeah that's great um, mr freeze Oh, wait, not Mr. Freeze. Is that what? He's in one. He's Mr. Freeze comes in, I think, the second Later? or third okay. Incredibles. I All can't right. remember. Uh, and the second part of this is a little bit for more of the adults. The Hangover, 2004. I, I remember, like, having a headache. I was laughing so hard in the theater when, when that movie came out. Yeah, it's it's like a cultural thing yeah, at this point. For you sure. talk about being a, a w- the lone wolf. I, what I remember is the before the movie came out, they showed some previews, and everybody was like, "Oh, I'm coming back to see that yeah. when it comes out." Yeah, yeah, it was great. Big movie. Uh, number four for me is going to be Ocean's Eleven from 2001. I forgot uh, about that. Great ensemble that. cast. George Clooney, Brad Pitt. I still and, don't know what the heck happened. Well, it's they, very confusing. They robbed the casinos. Yeah. No, I know their that. money. I know that, but their plan was very confusing. They, they videotaped. Well, you it. have to you have to really follow. But I li- I like a movie that takes you through the robbing of uh, a bank, or in this case, a uh, Las Vegas casino, and 
Well is, done. Is it Andy movie. Garcia? Who's he's the, the guy that the takes casino the money boss. From. Yeah, yeah he's great so. in that movie. Yeah. Who was also in the movie at some point was dating Julia Roberts. Yes, was yeah. So yeah, not only did he get his money taken away, his he, girl left him too. That's true. Bummer. That's true. Ocean number three. My number three is going to be Gladiator. Love yep. Gladiator. I've watched this movie way too many times. I think came I, out in two thousand. It did. Right just the, got right in under the, the wire. Limit. It did. Uh, there are some like nineteen ninety nine, like ten things I hate about you. Are you not entertained? The Matrix Fight Club were all nineteen ninety nine. Couldn't put them in, but yeah. Are you not entertained? Oh, Fight Club is ninety nine. Yeah. that was another classic. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Sworn Emperor by Marcus Aurelius. You've seen this movie. Husband times. to a murdered wife, father to a murdered son, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. You've seen that movie a few times. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Tony Romo was a gladiator. <laughs> he popped in in the corner. I don't know, I don't know Maximus. <laughs> uh, number three on my list is actually a solo. Lister, iRobot, 2004. Ah, Will Smith. I love this movie. Will Smith makes another appearance. And by the way, the parameter for this for this is for all of us, I think, was that if it came on at any given point in time, commercials or not, no matter what you were doing, you would be fine sitting down and watching. Yeah, I agree. I love yeah. iRobot. Yeah. Great movie. Number three for me is another sports movie. Uh, it's my favorite sports movie uh, since the uh, turn of the century. Brad Pitt, again, making an appearance for me. Uh, really enjoyed oh, Moneyball. Yeah. Moneyball. And the best scene for me in Moneyball is when he keeps looking over at... Uh, Jonah at, Hill. Uh, who is it? Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. says, uh, and why do we want Scott Hatterberg? Uh, he gets on base. <laughs> and he just keeps going with that, and he keeps pointing at him. I, I really like Brad Pitt in this role, and I and I don't like too many baseball movies. I like this one. The only problem I had in the movie is I didn't care for the uh, the the um, the character of Art Howe, manager of the team, is played by a really good actor, is it Philip Seymour yeah, yeah. Hoffman. Just didn't think he was Art Howe. He wasn't. But the rest and of the I, movie, I think, really nailed. And I tell you what, because I'm so close to it. That ruined it for me. Did it? It yeah. did. Like yeah. that was the everything one else thing was, that I was on with. point, but I could not no get my mind off of the late um, was Philip Seymour. Yeah, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah, he just I, didn't seem like Art House. He, he wasn't Art House. No, Howe. but I not really liked close. it in every other regard. So I give Money Ball number three. Some mentions for Denzel Washington movies on the chat. Inside Man, it's pretty good. That's another good one. Here's one that is in the top. 10, John Don't Q. Even... Oh, John Q is a great one. Just trying to save his son. Just wants to save his son, everybody. All right. Number two. John Q is another good one. My number two is going to be The Hangover. The Hangover, like Tony said, it was a cultural phenomenon. Everybody yeah. saw it. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody stayed through the entire credits for it. Yeah, because you knew there was going to be something at yeah. the end. That and there was. Kept it. And it was there a was. They finally showed all those pictures. <laughs> yes, they did. And there yes, is they a did. couple that are very strange. But uh, someone said that Mike Tyson made the movie. He did. He did. He was pretty He didn't good. make it, but there no, was some funny stuff yeah. around Mike Tyson, yeah. including the line, 
Give him a break. He just got punched out by Mike Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> yeah, that was That's good. That's right. And then when Zach uh, Galifianakis, or whatever his name is. Fanakis. Fanakis turns around and looks at the camera as he's taking a whiz in Mike Tyson's pool. And that's on the security <laughs> camera. Mike Tyson's like looking at him and he's like, oh boy, this is not good. <laughs> I, I, I love the bait. I love everything about that movie. Yeah. All right. Very good. Number uh, two for you, Tony. Number two is The Dark Knight. Dark Knight? Um, this is... this. When, it, when Batman Begins came out and they left you hanging, it was a good, what, four years, I think, in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Mm, yeah. Dark Knight came out, and when we saw the previews for, of The Joker, it was like, oh, this is this is going to be amazing. And it was. It was. Uh, number two for me was the uh, only Academy Award winning movie on my list, Best Picture 2005. It's called Crash. Mm. Oh, do not fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Great. And the banana in the tailpipe Quick. here is that most people say it's one of the worst movies ever to win Best Picture. No. Don't believe it. No, it's not. I love this movie. Uh, it, it's a million different storylines story all combining finally into one at the end. I forgot about that. That would have been in my top five had I remembered. Really? Yes. So good, I thought. Uh, but like I said, I see a lot of places where they say, oh, the worst movie ever to win. No. The Artist, uh, Chariots of Fire, those are horrible movies that won Best Picture. <laughs> right. Crash is not horrible. Great flick. Uh, Matt Dillon does a great job. Don Cheadle. Uh, you go so on and on with all the people that are in it. And Brendan in Fraser, Sandra Bullock, they're all real good. There's a million stories. It's heartbreaking. It's uplifting. It's funny. Crash. If you never saw it, 2005 Best Picture. That's my number two. Number one. Number one. All right. This one people are going to think is lame, but I watched this movie maybe a hundred times. You say Little I Giants, saw... I'm walking out. No, I... that was 1994. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, Willem Dafoe, oh, yeah. and Kirsten Dunst. We're leaving the studio. <laughs> it was because there's there never really was a great Spider-Man movie, and this was the first one they really gave good a good try they for. Did. They did. Sam Raimi they was great. Better. Yeah, it, it it did. Uh I just thought this movie was awesome because of the the graphics and everything else. JK Was that the one with the Simmons? Green Goblin? Yes. Yes, that was And a good James one. Franco is the son of the yeah. Green Goblin. Let me so. ask you this, if you go back and watch that movie now, are the effects good enough to no, still hold you? They no, they don't. Right? Uh, the new ones, the new ones oh, definitely yeah. do. That's and what it I was makes say. and it makes the old one Makes the old one look kind of silly, I yeah, bet. Yeah, it does. I've seen them. Yeah. I tried to, I need watch to go it, back. Actually. I, I mean, I can imagine trying to watch the Christopher Reeve version of Superman right now, <laughs> right. and it would look like stick figures, dry, you know, flying around. Someone asked, "Is that emo Spider-Man?" No, that was not emo. That was Spider-Man Three. Was the emo Spider-Man where he started singing and dancing in some bar? I almost walked out of the theater right then. Yeah, I just, I'm glad I didn't see that. You one. don't need to see. It. I think that was the not in the musicals. Venom one. Anyway, uh, number one on my list. I couldn't have. I had to have two on this. Okay. Training Day, Denzel Washington again, Academy Award winning role that time. Yeah, and uh, this is an all time favorite, Adjustment Bureau. Which one? I, yeah, the oh, Adjustment, Adjustment Bureau. Bureau. Okay, um, I think I remember this one. This is the one. Gosh, hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. We got Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. I don't think I've ever seen this. What? I think I've I seen this. So yeah, this is really good. You can, you can. It's really good. Yeah, it's a thriller. I, I, we're running out of time, so maybe I'll explain it on the other side. But it's a terrific 
kind of sci-fi thriller yeah. type movie. It was good. Really good. I, I do, do like mine. Emily Blunt. I can do my number one quickly because you guys named it both, but I, it's a runaway, wins by a wide margin, The Hangover. I could watch really? it anytime, any moment, any day, any night, <laughs> and I will stop what I'm doing. And even if there's a football game on, I would stop and watch some uh, The Hangover. Wow. That's how funny I thought that movie is, and I still think it's that funny now. Like, my stomach hurt when I left the theater watching that. Yeah. yeah. So Hangover would be number it was one. It pretty good. Uh, whose turn is it? Uh, yours. Oh, We're, wait. What about some of our... Oh, we don't we'll get to it on the other side. We can we'll do that. We'll, talk a, to a little disc- bit. we'll have a post-list discussion when we return. Okay. Chris versus the fans, 833-288-0973. Great Friday to you. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 401 is the time from the Odyssey Palace Studios in San Diego. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. And Matt Scraby keeping an eye on the Farmers Insurance Open. Stefan Yeager at 11 under par is in the lead. There's uh, three more guys you've never heard of that are a shot back at 10 under par. Charlie Hoffman, our guy, trying to hang in at minus five, but struggling a little bit, a lot of bit, actually. Sorry to say, Charlie, on the seventeenth hole, it's a headache for him today. Scraby, have you played that? What'd you shoot on this hole last time? Uh, on this one last time, I got I got a bogey, but it was because I hit it into the rough and I hit the next shot like four four yards into the fairway. I'm one watching dribblers. I'm yeah. watching Charlie try to get through that rough there, and it looked that looked like you can break a wrist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I just said on air, who is that? Like, people are here with us. <laughs> so just, just walked by back. the window and waved, and I'm like, who in the world? Just wave back. No one's in the building. What's the matter Someone's with you? Someone's in the building. Okay. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? All right, did you want to have a post-movie discussion quickly before we get sure. to... I think we should. Chris right. versus the fans? Yes. Uh, do, do you it. want to reconsider your number one choice, Scrape? You're sticking with Spider-Man, even though people are probably being I, critical of you. I, I really like Crash. Is. That was a that was a. You good like one. Crash? Like that Crash. was a good poll. I had uh, in my honorable mention. I had uh, Inception. Yeah, maybe one day you could explain that to everybody. <laughs> I don't know that I can explain it. I just, a dream. I just, I just enjoyed it. watching it. Okay. Uh, I had the new take on Jumanji 2017. Really? What? The I one loved, with The Rock? I laughed. I laughed my heart out on that one. Okay. Captain Phillips, another oh, good one. Captain Bill Tom Phillips. Hanks. Hey, I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I had Gladiator in there, obviously. I had This Is 40, another uh, funny flick. A, yeah, that's a good one. Bridesmaid, and I told you mm. I was. Uh, I, I love the, the uh, animated joint, Rango. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp's lizard portrayal. <laughs> That's right. He's a great lizard portray- portrayer, actor. Yeah, for sure. My Best of the Rest, Almost Famous, mm. which came out in 2000. Yes, it did. As did Meet the Parents. Oh, oh man. That's a good one. And then... Um, you could pretty much go through the rest of the list of Meet the Parents. Bomb, 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 bomb. Minority Report, 2002. That's another good another one. Good which one. is also Philip K. Dick, which is the same guy who did the Adjustment Bureau. I don't like when people use their middle initial. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's weird. Well, do that. Anthony do K. Gwynn, baby. Uh, start doing that. What's your middle initial, by the way? T. Okay. Matthew T. Matthew Scraby. T. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's My like other Craig two T. Were both. We're both. Uh, I liked uh, Grand Torino with Clint yeah. Eastwood. Oh, that would be your movie. Like that get one. Get off my lawn. It was a get off my lawn, but you know what? He ended up coming around. <laughs> he did. He to came the younger around. people's way of thinking. He, he That's did. what I liked about it. And Green Book, underrated. Oh, yeah, you did Won love the that Academy movie. Award yeah. for Best Picture. 
2018. You did love that movie. What do you got, Scrape? I got a bunch of them, actually. I'll just go through How about Mr. Deeds? No. You didn't really well, like I would one? give that a vote just because Winona Ryder's always been one of my faves. <laughs> so I'd give a, I'd he give does a thumbs have up a weird thing one. for Winona Ryder. <laughs> uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is hilarious. It's, it's long, but it's great. Uh, Hitch is a, another one of my favorite movies. You know I like Will Hitch. Smith again. Yeah. Wally is a great movie. Uh, oh, the little the robot, robot that Disney cleans the movie. planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk. That's a good one. How about Wolf of Wall Street? That was my next that one. Was your next really? one. Really? Deadpool was a great oh, one. Deadpool's good. Uh, Joker, but Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. The reason it didn't go on my list is because it actually does freak me out. Like, he's actually that crazy in the movie. Well, that movie ends in a... Very strange way. Yeah. Uh, then Guardians of the Galaxy, Apocalypto, and Ocean's Eleven. Avatar. Ocean's yeah. Eleven got in there. Yeah, I well, I think love the that. big winner of our countdown is The Hangover because that got yeah. a mention from everybody. Uh, Random Ham says Anchorman, great movie. Man, what left me flat? That is sacrilege, right I there. I understand. I think because I understand uh, in a lot of people's I, minds. I work in uh, the broadcasting industry. I think everybody knows some lines from the movie except me. Yeah, I didn't think it was I that don't great. either. I don't know any lines other than "Stay Classy, San Diego." <laughs> that's that's it. I've heard that a million times. That's all, or, that's all you got. Stop what you're doing and listen. Nope, it's another one. Don't know that one. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> all right, uh, here we go into Chris versus the fans. Chance for you to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas, and um, all kinds of other stuff. Two tickets to Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns. That's coming up on April 11th. You get a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns, two iconic rock and roll bands performing together April 11th at the Westgate International Theater. Theater. Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, also home of legendary Vegas fun, Scrape. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The rules you have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you are. Uh, sorry, I was reading something else. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you are a first-time player, player, let us know and you will get the uh, first question for free and start on the second question today. Uh, real quick, another movie mentioned, 42. Great movie. Oh, good good flick. sports movie. Yeah, great good good sports movie. You know what movie sports flick I wanted to put in, but it fell just outside. Happy, in or Happy Gilmore's in the 90s. What? No, Any Given Sunday. Oh, you liked that one. I did. Willie did. Beeman. <laughs> Love that movie. You do what you're told. <laughs> <laughs> right. Al Pacino's amazing in that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight forever. <laughs> I got fired up and wanted yeah, to run through too. a wall. I believed him. I, did I believed too. him as I did a coach. Too. Um, oh, I right. need to give you some contestants. Yeah, I don't have any on my uh, sheet here. Brandon, welcome to the show. Happy Friday, man. We've made it to the end of the week. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Hey, Brandon. Happy Friday, Brandon. There we go. First question. Who owns the L.A. Clippers? Uh, 
Question number two. Just, just. Joe Musgrove made his major league debut with what team? I believe that's the Astros. I believe you are correct. Wow, two for Brandy two. Running through it right now. Scraby would love you, actually. If I you forgot finished to write it, questions. He didn't write the, questions. We got the, the leftovers. Here we go. Question number three. What team did John Harbaugh coach before he was made head coach of the Ravens? What? I believe he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow! Oh, no way! Just what you needed, Yes, it was. It almost no. It has never worked out for Scraby like that ever. Never. He is off the because we really had one more round to be able to play without him having to come up with some questions real quick. So, Whew. Brandon, hang on the line. You are the winner. I wasn't even here today. <laughs> you, nice you, job, Brandon. He didn't give you a chance to participate. No, Not nothing. Brandon with a clean sweep. Well done, Brandon. That is well done. I didn't remember. I, you know, John Harbaugh's been coach of the Ravens for so long. A long time. That I didn't remember, you know, where he was. Or See, I don't remember where he came from. He, well, he was the special teams coordinator for the Eagles. He, okay. The reason why I know this is because it makes complete sense. Now, the Ravens are usually year in, year out, one of the better special teams. Yep. Teams, I guess, right? That um, that are in the league every year, and I and I forgot that that was like his bread and butter. That was John Harbaugh's thing was special teams. It was, yeah, and and so I guess like whenever we hear a special teams coach being interviewed for a job now, you kind of have to think twice about whether or not it's a bad idea because John Harbaugh was a special teams coach, and he's going to go down as one of the best coaches of all time. Here's a uh, interesting nugget for the uh, championship game Sunday. John Harbaugh was hired by a coach by the name of Ray Rhodes in 1998. In 1999, Ray Rhodes was replaced as head coach of the Eagles by Andy Reid. One of the coaches retained by Andy Reid was John John Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Wow. He kept him. So he recognized just right then how good John Harbaugh was. Six degrees of Yes. Now they'll go head-to-head on Sunday. Interesting. You know, I've seen... I was watching the Today Show this morning, and they were making such a big deal out of the Lions. It was ridiculous. I'm sure it was a big deal to you. Did you wear your 49ers jacket when you were watching that, too? No, but they interviewed Golden Tate, of all people, about the Lions. I mean, he played there for a little bit, but... He played there for a lot of bit. Try to get a real player, or try to get oh. an active player. Is what I meant. Active player, active player, active player, active player. Try to get a real player. Oh, oh, boy. Active player. See, he can't help it. The 49er in him comes out. He can't, even just, if he doesn't want it. Even if he's trying to protect it. Hey, if, yeah. you, if the media wants to make the Lions the favorite of this game, I will gladly Every play the The media the doesn't want to make them the favorite. <laughs> they are the favorite They're of not everybody. The favorite. They are. There's nobody in America They're other America's than 49er team. fans who want to see... The Niners win. They're Just America's live with that. It's okay. This they, week. These are the darlings. Can you guys break this down for me? I was trying to talk to someone about this earlier, and they couldn't. But why? 
I don't believe, and I know I'm biased, but I don't believe the 49ers are an annoying team. No, their fans are. They're not. Their fans are. <laughs> their fans so, are. And so fans are the, the reason. Guess who the the non-football players have to deal with? Who oh, are, are the fans. The fans, the fans got to deal with all of the 49er fans. I mean, there are a lot of annoying fans out there. Listen, I like Bang Bang Niner Gang as much as anybody. The song. The song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, why does but the you entire guys are country... Annoying. You guys are annoying. Why is the entire country cheering for the Lions? Well, because everybody loves an underdog of this magnitude. That's the first part. The second part is Niner fans are tough to deal with. I know this because they're the same fans as Golden State Warrior fans. And for a long, for like that three, four, three to five year period, it was tough to deal with them. So now it's the 49ers that they've they put that jacket on, like yourself, and they're also tough to deal with. I got a text from a Seahawks fan earlier saying that he's going to cheer against the 49ers, and then he sent me a banner with a Seahawks group that said, friends don't let friends cheer for the 49ers. He's trying to be your friend, man. It's just cute when you're at, you're at home Everyone's in against you. And I'll be honest about I'll be honest with this. I think Scraby's really kind of enjoying it. I think he is, too. I think he's enjoying the fact that everyone's coming after him, and he's looking forward to coming in here on Monday and just being sky high and even more annoying than he's ever been before. (laughs) I think he's really looking forward to that. I cannot wait. Yeah. If if the Lions... We got our picks today, too, huh? Yeah, our picks are coming up. If the 49ers get ahead at halftime, I might have to start developing a cough. You might start. You're gonna call him sick on Monday. <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with you, honestly. We might. You might have to do the show solo, Scrape. <laughs> Neither. All I gonna... hope. <laughs> I honestly just hope for a good game. No, you, you don't. do not. With the 49ers no, winning, of course. I don't want to. If I was a 49er fan, I would I want, want to blow out 38 to seven. Man, just let me win easy. All right, fine. I lied. Yeah, of course you lied. I want no. You want no stress. I think while Brock Purdy throws for 322 yards. Two touchdowns, and maybe even a rushing tutty, as they say. I think. T- what is it they call that tutty now? A tutty, I guess. T u d d i e. Brutus fan says my wife is a 49er fan. He ain't wrong about them being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> also, another movie suggestion from I believe this is Easy Money, The Big Short. Have you guys seen that one? I haven't seen. Tough it. Christian to Bale. It, it's the the I'm housing. Not an, I'm not an economics crash. person, so you that, know what that else movie went past me. Fit into this category. I didn't like it. Very much, but mm. I know it's kind of a a cult ish type deal. What American Psycho? I mm-hmm. I think 2000. that's yeah, that's a ni- oh it was two thousand two thousand on the dot. Oh, man. Gets in under the wire. What's his name in that movie? Christian uh, Bale. No, I don't know. No, what his I name know is his name's Christian Bale, but it that was but a wild the, the boy. part at the end when he's running around <laughs> naked with the chainsaw is like what? He's a wild boy. <laughs> he really was. He really was. All right, uh, we gotta get to break. All right, let's do that. One quick note: the Michigan Wolverines have their man. They have replaced Jim Harbaugh, and it is uh, Sharon Moore, who everybody said it was going to be, is the new head coach, coach of Moore. Michigan. Real quick, Chris, uh, I just saw Charlie score. He unfortunately on seventeen, I think he got an eight. Uh, yeah, an eight. Snowman, snowman. a snowman, because he I, he had to have hit it out of bounds on the first shot because he was hitting three on the tee, and I thought it was a malfunction of the TV, but I guess it wasn't. No, unfortunately, he's got a one for under. Charlie. All right. Hang with them, Charlie. We still love you. We love a little traffic, too, on Gwen and Chris. 422 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. We have gotten to the end of the week. Championship Sunday. 
That's right, baby. Lions, Niners, Chiefs, Ravens. Who goes to the Super Bowl? Well, you'll get our picks here in this segment. Grisello. Yeah. It's time to put up or shut up. I mean, we've been talking about it all week. Lamar Jackson, you're going to pick him? going to pick Patrick Mahomes? Really? going to pick Brock Purdy? Or are you going to go with the fan favorite and the Detroit Lions? Well, we have to figure it all out now. So far, Tony Gwynn is leading the contest. He's 7-3. Picked 7 of the 10 games correct for a total of 22 points. Scraby, you are just 5-5. but good enough for 20 points. Thank you. And I'm 6-4, and four, but <laughs> only good you. enough for 18 points. Mm. Uh, this week we have a four-point game and a two-point game. So that's it. You pick the game you feel most confident about first, and you assign that one four points. We do not use the spread, although uh, for uh, interest purposes... The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Chiefs. And the 49ers are a whopping seven points over America's team, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? America's team. <laughs> he snuck that one in there. Uh, Chris, I think you should go first. I'll go first. That's fine. Um, of the four teams, I think the team most likely to win this week is, I hate to say it, I think it's the 49ers. Oh. I finally have kind of just overreact. I've got over the all the overreaction for the Lions. I do like them. I love what they did this year, especially on the road. They impressed me on the road, beginning with the win week one in Kansas City. They can stick in there and win on the road. But I just I don't believe that the Lions are going to make it all the way from nowhere to the Super Bowl. I think that... Maybe this is a stepping stone. Their Super Bowl is in their future, but not yet. And I just find it hard to believe, as much as Scraby drives me nuts, that the 49ers are going to blow the NFC Championship game three years in a row. That would really be something that would be difficult for them to extricate themselves from. So I believe with uh, Debo Samuel cleared to play, and a healthy San Francisco offense should be able to outscore Detroit. Niners will make a couple of defensive plays to win. I'm going four points on San Francisco. Bang, bang, Niner gang. There you go. All right, uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Scraby? I'm going to choose the Santa Clara 49ers, baby. 49ers for four. Everything that Chris said. And honestly, I was saying, I was thinking this last night. It could be because we talk about teams that get to the cha- like get to right there and then they lose a couple years and then they finally make it over the top. So Chris said it best. Stepping stone, maybe, for the Lions. Don't for the think for win. a second, by the way, out there that I won't be cheering loudly <laughs> for the Lions all afternoon Sunday. Come on, Jared. Yeah. Or Jeff. Or Jeff or anybody else who's got the ball in a Lions uniform. All right, Tony, who do you like as your number four or your four-point pick? Who do you feel best about this week? I think I know, but I'm going to wait till you guess. I don't want to put a thought in your head. This was tough. Uh, And really, my toughness came down to the AFC, picking Mahomes or Mahomes boy or Lamar Jackson. (laughs) I, 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 I I think Lamar... 
after the offseason he had, after, you know, kind of not being on the same page with the Ravens, it feels like there's, there's some destiny involved here. So I'm going to take the Ravens as my strongest wow. pick. All right. That's gutsy. You gotta, if, you wanna be, if you want to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. I, I, my prediction for you is that you're going to choose the Chiefs yeah. as your four-point pick. I did not think you would pick against Mahomes. I, 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 it was hard. But I, I think it just feel like this is destiny for Lamar. So I'm a Baltimore take to get the win. Baltimore with my four point pick. Okay, you got him, and uh, you've been the best guy picking so far. All right, so now uh, we have to pick the other game, and it's worth two points. And for me, it's the Baltimore Kansas City game. I'm going to say what I said yesterday about this. You are an idiot out there if you bet money against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You just are. I mean, you might win in the end, and you can write me something Monday and say, oh, Chris, I made $20,000 because I bet on the Ravens. You might win. That doesn't remove the fact that you're stupid for betting against right. Patrick Mahomes. It's not Mahomes. a smart bet. This guy is uh, as good of a winner as there is out there. Um, but I just can't pick him this week. i got to take Baltimore. I think they're the better team. I think the Chiefs lucked out a little bit. Miami was torn apart by injuries. So was Buffalo. Uh, this week they're going to meet a healthy team that's got everything rolling. And I think Baltimore's run game is going to run down Kansas yeah. City's throat. I'll take Baltimore for my two-point pick. But I certainly don't feel great about picking against my homeboy. Scraby. Ravens win. I Ravens think it's Lamar's win. time. I think that Patrick Mahomes is obviously going to be motivated he's going to make this afc championship again he's probably going to play in a couple more super bowls but i think it's lamar's turn so ravens win ravens win leaves tony for the lions niners game and give me the upset baby that a boy lions you just threw away the entire playoff picks <laughs> no that's my two-point pick it's his two-point hey. pick and he could also be correct and I it's not impossible. Correct, it's happen. not impossible it's not that he could be correct. You better hope not, because your Monday will be a lot more miserable than mine. What's your reasoning for taking the Lions? What do you What do you see here? Any? I mean, what's where? Where, where can they win it? I think they're going to protect golf well, and I think that secondary for the 49ers can be exposed. I think that's their weakest part of their team. Number 20. Throw at number 20 is that secondary. I think the Lions, as Brett Sebleski said earlier this week, have the best offensive line in in football, and I think it's going to play a huge part because to me, I think Detroit can stop can get a few stops against the Niners. What about their 338 yards a game they give up in the air? I will prove it, Brock Purdy. Right, let's, no, see, you're right. let's see if you are truly the third best quarterback. Right? That's what Wait, you is that right how now. badly you had him ranked, Scraby? You had him behind two quarterbacks? Yes, I had him behind. <laughs> yes, I had him behind <laughs> Lamar Jackson. You kind of you kind of threw him. For I was a like, loop. what? Like, Wait, I thought you had him as the top rated quarterback in all of football. Well, That's... look at what he was statistically. He was number one in this, that, and the other. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to take. Uh, I, I'm just going to actually turn off my phone on Sunday if they lose because I have a feeling I'm going to be getting a lot of heat. Yeah, I don't think you should turn off your phone. I just think don't you should turn off your DMs, is what you should turn off. Oh, someone called in the other day, or actually, no, they won the prize. And before they got off the phone, they said, 
Scrappy, I need to tell you something. And I was like, oh, gosh, what's about to happen? He said, my lines are going to kick your night. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was like, all right. He well, said, and he's going to call back in. I believe his name was Luis. If the Lions win, I told him he can call back in and he can gloat on the air. I will say this. The uh, Michigan area football fan is feeling themselves these days. Yes, they after are. After the Wolverines. And you know and what? now what the Lions are doing. They so. have had so much bad sports luck. Have added. They have. City of Detroit. Yeah. I think <laughs> they're going to. I think that's going to come crumbling down, but. I'm hoping that the Lions can find a way on Sunday. All, All right, right, there's our picks. We got it in the bank. Uh, Brandon on the chat says, Elo finally does the Scraby impersonation instead of the other way around. I, I missed it. What was my impersonation? He did your uh, your Brock Tony Purdy Ro- rankings. Oh. No, I did his Brock Purdy rankings. Yes. Yeah, well, he led the league in this, that, and the other category. Oh, I missed that. I missed that is that. not how my that's voice exactly sounds. That's exactly it. Although, that's as close as any of the impressions you do of me. Although my SD fat loss, like they call it a donut. You, you sound uh, just like that. Yeah, I do. Because, Chris, they must have sped up my spot or something. <laughs> like oh, a, is that right? I sound, sound like, like a Martian. Martian. Yeah, my you brother like said. inhaled helium? Yeah, my brother said over under 12 and a half balloons of helium before you recorded that spot. And I said over because it sounds awful. Ah, <laughs> boy. All right. All right. Be careful. Let's get to break. Scraby's back on the stage once again. A big five, Scrabe? Oh, yeah. Big five coming up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely not uh, ready No, for that. there was a trade proposal that I found out there from for the Padres. And, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. When you say there was a trade proposal. It was like an idea. Like oh, a, okay. Like so it was an things. idea. It wasn't actually a proposal. Yeah. And okay. also, we're going to be talking about the grass of the Super Bowl. And the Washington Nationals unveiled some new uniforms. Jesse Agler pointed out to something to me that I didn't see. And I'll tell you and I'll show you the pictures when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. All right, apparently there's 2.999 million other people out there who are as desperate as I was to watch the Chiefs-Dolphins game last week. Peacock announcing that they got 3 million new subscribers last week. How many canceled yeah, it doesn't say. It says that in order to make a profit off the $110 million that Peacock spent for the game, they would need those subscribers to stick around for at least four months. <laughs> Not going to make it. I already canceled. and it's. I know it takes like an hour and a half to, to cancel, but I That's canceled. what I was going to say. How many people do you think it... Are going to find the cancellation process too much and just there'll keep be a it. few, there'll be a few, but I mean they're going to need everybody to go four months in order to make that money back. That's you know the other thing is is a lot of people are just going to forget. Yeah, right. You'll yeah. forget that you even have it. Then like two months when you go, oh yeah, I still have Peacock. I never canceled it. That's what happened with me. And and, and then you'll be and then you'll be like, oh yeah, you start to see all the goodies that are on there. You're like, eh. yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to cancel this. It just annoys me that they even did that. I, and I think it, even if you're a streaming person, it had to annoy everybody, right? Why am why am I, you make me feel like I'm the only guy out there who was mad about this, Scrape? Um, 
Because no, you're not the only person that's mad about this. There were a ton of people that were mad about this. It got it got so crazy that there was a senator or a congressman or something who wanted to take make a law about them doing this. Like it was crazy. Yeah. God, I, you know what? I've always said I love politicians. This is this <laughs> love those politicians. <laughs> Wait, always always sticking up make, for us. They were trying to make a bill to do what now to prevent prevent the NFL them even from, from yeah from the NFL from moving it. Yeah. Good try. Well, you know, Javier saying something in the chat right now that I've heard a lot, which is the NFL doesn't care. They are going to do whatever the heck they want, and people will follow. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. We knew this. We've known this for quite some time. We knew that already. This has nothing to do with Peacock. This has everything to do with the fact that there was a football game that was carried there. Yeah. And we needed to watch it. And what did we do? We watched it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And the NFL knows it. They know. Sure they do. They've got us. They've got us. I know. And and everybody's like, well, we got to make a we got to make a point. Yeah, okay, all right, fine. Yeah, Don't watch football, football. <laughs> right? That's that's see your how, option. See how that goes for you. <laughs> None of us are willing to commit to this this plight <laughs> that right. much. Absolutely not. All right, we got some uh, traffic, and then we got a big old five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. Real quick, Tony. So MLB Network was going through the top 100 prospects on TV. Word. And number eight was Ethan Salas. So there you go. Uh, Evan Carter was number five of Rangers. the Rangers. How is Evan Carter a prospect when he played 23 regular season games in the entire playoffs? Because he played 23 regular. You know how many games are on a regular season? Uh, 162. Indeed. One for every Bobby Cox ejection, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> we found that out. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's why. He didn't play enough. I know he played in the postseason. You got to see his face all the time, but he's still below the threshold, I believe, to be a rookie. Right. You got to have a certain amount of bats to qualify or to, I guess, not qualify as a rookie. I don't know that he reached it. Is all this, right. is this, do you agree that it's different in this day and age now, Tony, in the sense that young players are more, way more ready than they ever were before? Once they come to the big leagues. I mean, like to me, a good example of that is a Rosarena who was on the uh, playoff roster in 2020 for Tampa Bay and hit like 19, not 19, but hit like what, 10 home runs? I think there And they really hadn't even been a player in Major League Baseball yet. And yeah. he was already doing that. I think there are some unique cases. I think all in all, I would say no. I would say that players are less ready than they were in the past. But really? you bring a guy like uh, a Rosarena, a Rosarena. And that is, remember, he played in Mexico. I mean, he's playing in, like, grown man leagues at that point, you know, right. doing all of that. So he's a little bit different. There's always going to be your outliers, right? Your Fernandos, your Evan Carters last year. Yeah. And we'll see how that, what that looks like in a full season of play right. this year. But I would say, all in all, you call a lot of guys up, and they're learning at the big league level as opposed to being ready Okay. To come to Big League. Yeah. Because Rosarena hit 10 home runs the year prior to him being Rookie of the Year. Right. 
So he in the playoff. That's right? weird, yeah. right? In the playoffs. That's a unique. 10. And then the situation. next year he was rookie of the year. Strange. It is strange. Yeah. Number five. All right. Bleacher Report put out some trade proposals for Guardians closer Emmanuel. Is it Class A? Yeah. Class A, yes. Oh, I thought nice I was going to. work. I thought I was putting a little bit too much uh, fanciness on the name, but Guardians closer Emmanuel Class A. And the Padres were mentioned in this. The trade proposal looks like this The Padres get Class A, the Guardians get Jake Cronenworth and Jackson Merrill. Now, they wrote that if the Padres would rather have someone more proven than Suarez inherit Hayter's role in the ninth, they could surely do worse than Class A. And here is the, creme, the kicker. The kicker. The, not the creme de la creme. No, that's where you're going. That's why I helped the you. Kicker, the kicker. The yeah. kicker. Class A will only earn $2.9 million this season, which would not cut into the cost-cutting mission of the Padres, according to the Bleacher Report article. So, Chris, yep. would you make this trade? Nope. I knew that was going to happen. Well, I mean, I got to say no because I hate relief pitcher. I don't. You know what I he's mean? A, he's a really good closer. I understand that. But closers are not worth Jake Cronenworth and Jackson Merrill. Right. Too much for a closer? I, I You know what? No. Absolutely not. Especially when I got three candidates already lined up to close. And yeah. I could go 0 for 3, but I'm not going to trade Jake Cronenworth and... Jackson Merrill when I've already got something lined up in that spot. Yeah. So th- this is really a dumb proposal. I thought the same thing when I <laughs> Who read made it. it? Bleacher Report. Oh. Uh, Tony, should I even ask? Sure. Would you make this trade? <laughs> Invites him into the, answer the trap. Is no. Uh, right? The answer is hated it in terms of the, the deal. The deal. Um, yeah, this is, Chris is absolutely right. Especially when you already have three closers on your roster, as it is right now. You're going to add a fourth and give up your, your one and that might be only left-handed bat right now. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, this is not a good deal at all. Number four. If you haven't signed up for the Jesse Agler newsletter, you should definitely go sign yeah, up right should. now. Just yeah, go to his should. just go to his social media or his uh, his ex account because he wrote today about a question he got from a fan, and the gist was this: with a sped up spring training and teams being out of their normal routine, how do the players and coaches feel about playing these international games? So basically, Tony, do you think this is player friendly? These international games. I mean, I don't know. Um, first of all, it's a privilege to be featured featured in one of excuse me oh, one okay. of these ga- <laughs> one of these games. Uh, it's, you know, typically we've seen the Dodgers do this. They played Arizona over there. Padres haven't been you know lucky enough to to get this nod. So, I mean, listen, I I understand the question, especially after last year, right? The WBC seemed to kind of have everybody off to a slow start I still think uh, I don't know if this is player friendly or not you're, you're traveling across the sea and <laughs> losing a day and gaining a day you know it's I don't know if it's player friendly but I don't think that players are um, down on going yeah especially and listen, the, the other team has to go through the same exact thing now what effect will it have when you come back remember the Padres pretty much aren't in spring training. They come back to San Diego and won't have their first, their third regular season game until, probably like that more, until right? the 30th. So you get another like a week to kind of readjust back to, you know, United States. 
Chris, is this a player-friendly thing? Absolutely in international not. Games? Absolutely not. You're flying how many hours? 17 like hours 12. to play two baseball games? We, we've been over this. We've had we, anywhere from 12 to 20. I believe it's 12, 13 or something. <laughs> we have given out so many. Remember I said 17, Tony, when that clock winds into another hour. Remember I you're said still 13 not there yet. when you're at hour 17. 17. Sorry, though, man. I've, I've flown. I've been to, to Fiji, or, um, Bali, and I've been to Hong Kong. Ooh. I don't know exactly where Korea is, but it's out there. <laughs> I don't know exactly. It's, well, it's, I don't Hong Kong is further. to those two. Hong Kong, I believe, is a little bit further. Man. Just a little bit, though. The longest two days of my life, except for the two days I took to come home from those trips. <laughs> no, I don't think it's player-friendly at all. I think it's a hang with them as a player. I don't think you... I mean, it's exciting, I guess, to be part of it, but I think it's an awful long way to go to play two games. Uh, if you're 2-0 and and you can be in first place for a week and a half before the season starts. Oh, that would be nice. That would be sweet, but it's not going to be easy against the Dodgers. Chris, when you did your trips... Um, they're not taking the Titanic. They're actually taking planes. So it's going to be a little bit, you know, mm. faster. Wait a minute. You turned back time there, not me. I saw your eyes. You were, they were twinkling it. about your time on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> One of the survivors. Yes. Me and the unsinkable Molly Brown. Yeah, you were the, uh, the, the guy who left. Anyway, I'm going to move on. The 49ers announced on Thursday today or yesterday. Sorry, that they've reached a 10-year naming rights extension with Levi's that will keep the company's name on the stadium through the 2043 season. The deal got done even though the two sides still had 10 years remaining on a 20-year, $220 million deal they agreed to back in July of 2013. So, Chris, it's obviously worth it for the companies to put their name on the stadium, but do you feel like it works for you? No. I don't think any advertising works for me. Okay. Although I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, it does. Like when you go into the supermarket, do you really buy one brand over the other because you you saw a commercial for it? I think sometimes you buy something just because it's been advertised and you think that legitimizes it. But I haven't – I don't know that I would buy a – a Qualcomm product or a Snapdragon product just because their name's on the stadium. They probably would tell me differently and say that they get a lot out of it. Mm. What do you think, Tony? Do they you get a things- lot of money out of it. That's about what they get. I mean, twenty year, 10 years ago, a 20-year, $220 million deal... It's not terrible for, but do I mean are, is that, are they going to sell two hundred twenty million dollars worth of Levi's based on that? I'd see. I, oh, I, Levi's is already, in terms of the, the company just, that's yeah, getting right. Because yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Levi's is already a brand name that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I think's interesting. Long about before that. the stadium came out, yes. It, it, I mean, Coors Field in Denver does that sell more Coors? I don't know. I mean, I mean, in a way, yeah, because Coors is like the. Main beer they're going to sell at that stadium now. I mean, they well, changed. they have been staying selling at the stadium. What was the name of the stadium that they changed? And it just doesn't. Oh, it's like Arrowhead. Arrowhead is now like G E H A Field at Arrowhead State. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, and no one calls it that. They call it Arrowhead. Yeah, but yeah, so good for the Levi's. Number two. Last year's. You don't need my answer. You're good. I thought you just gave it. I Tony, just... does it work for you? <laughs> <laughs> Does it work for you? Uh, it doesn't matter if it works for me as long as it works for the company. There's your answer. All right. 
Last year's Super Bowl saw plenty of players slipping on the grass field at State Farm Stadium in Arizona. This year, the NFL says it's confident in the grass field at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, home of Super Bowl 58. NFL Executive Vice President Peter O'Reilly said the playing surface will be in excellent condition on Super Bowl Sunday, noting the surface has been installed for a while and maintained by the best team in the business. I need a reality show about the Super Bowl grass, guys. Chris, though... Tony, or Tony, though. Tony, though, is this the most ridiculous news story we talk about every year around the Super Bowl? No, because it, it pertains to injuries, and we know how big of a deal that, that that has been. If I'm not mistaken, last year, the NFL statement is like, we got the best team. Didn't they have the best team last year? Yeah, you know, and last then they year, like last went above year, them and told them not to do something. No, last they, year we had the fourth best team. Oh, that's why fourth, it didn't that's work. What it was. Okay. That's what the NFL announced. <laughs> no, of course if, they thought they had the if, best team last if year. If I'm remembering correct, the after all of the issues, the groundskeeper came out and was like, "We tried to tell him not to use." Oh this yeah, he was sp- very angry. Yeah, and they just threw him under the bus. So and he's not. I don't believe. I think last year was his last year. Yeah. So they got they got the best in the biz this year. Yeah. I just hope that the playing surface is safe and nobody gets hurt. And yes, it's probably. We talk about it every year. It's probably it seems ridiculous, but it, it's actually not. Chris, ridiculous news story. Is this the most ridiculous? news No, story? it's not the most ridiculous news story. The most ridiculous thing is that somebody will bet on the coin flip or the length <laughs> of the national anthem. Touche. Oh, I shouldn't do that. All those. All right. Number one. All right, the Washington Nationals unveiled two new uniforms they will be wearing this coming season, and I just reposted it on X. If you go to at Matt Scraby, they aren't a huge change, but for some reason, I like their home uniforms. The road atrocious. The road uni- or no, I'm sorry, the home uniforms are the most different. The road uniforms are more traditional, but if you go and look at the picture. Jesse Agler pointed out to to all of us on X that the road uniforms are actually pullover uniforms instead of button-up uniforms, which is very different. I don't think there's any other team in the league, right? There right were a now? lot that used to do it in the 70s. That's that's going way back in the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. So mostly the, you know, the one that's the road one or the home one has blue sleeves on each side and then white on the front and the back. So when we get back, it'll give everybody time to go look at the new uniforms. Well, and you, you guys will screen. review the uniforms when we get back on 97 through the fan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the happy hour. Five o'clock. With you for another hour and then the... No, that's right. Scraby Chronicles follows and then the weekend begins for you. That's right. Uh, we have to finish our big five, so uh, let's let's get to it. Want to turn your mic on? There you go. Uh, so what we were talking about was the Nationals jersey that they debuted today. I retweeted it on my account at Matt Scraby if you want to see it. But let me do a better job of explaining these jerseys because I was strapped for time. But the home jersey is the pullover one with no buttons on it, and on the left chest it has a big w and it has the capitol building silhouette in the background with two stars next to it now the front and the back are white but the sleeves are dark blue and then the away uniforms are gray and they have washington across the chest i think the home or the road uniforms look pretty good the more i look at the home uniforms the more i think they're not that great um on the chat, we had some people give their reviews, and for the most part, really good. Um, Nationals hat is dope, they said. 
I like the gray unis. Whites look like a dressed T-shirt, and I think that's true. So uh, I believe it was Chris. Do you like them? Hate them. Hate Hate them. (laughs) Um, Well, visiting ones are fine. Uh, The home ones are, are Harry High School. Yes. And I would expect no better than a softball Thursday night co-ed team to be wearing a white jersey with blue sleeves. It looks crappy. And the pullover looks really, really cheap. Like you couldn't afford the buttons. I I, I can't believe a Major League Baseball team is wearing this in this day and age. By the way, biggest uniform change of the offseason, New York Yankees. It's not. Who never changed their uniforms. No, the last time they changed it was 2015. When did they change it in 2015? They just took... They added what they just took away. Yeah. Gotcha. Go ahead. I think it's a big deal for the Yankees to do anything. Uh, Unfortunately... In a way of a change. Unless you are myself, Chris, or someone cut from that glove, you're not even going to be able to notice what they did differently. For most people. I I will. It'll stick out like a sore thumb. By the way, it's my favorite Seinfeld episode ever. One where George is mad about getting fired by the Yankees and he drags around the World Series trophy in the parking lot. <laughs> I saw that one. I was Man, good. that one's funny. I have not seen that one. All right. Um, Tony, what do you think about the uniforms? New Nationals uniforms at Mount Scraby if you want to see them. I can't help but, hey, Chris, what is my man's name on here doing the NHL breakdown? Uh, they took away the screen so you can't oh. see him now. He has a Canadian tuxedo on. Okay. <laughs> not Barry Melrose. No, it's not Barry. No, no. he's not doing that Not anymore. sure which guy it is. Uh, so it'll, it'll come up. That guy. Oh, uh, P.K. Subban. Yeah, he's got a he's got the jean, jean suit yeah. going right that there. That is an interesting one. <laughs> All With right. With the turtleneck. I think the, uh, the, the home uniform is atrocious. It's so bad that I wouldn't be surprised if they don't ever wear them. If they go with, like, their red BP top or something. Because no one wants to wear it. Would players, like, complain? Uh, will they complain? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. They will be, I just thought they just put on the uniform that's provided. They might be not be because they don't have too many veterans on that team. <laughs> I, could, I could hear, I could literally hear Max Scherzer going off about... The way these uniforms look. <laughs> like literally giving they the They could give Max Scherzer the best uniform in the history of baseball and he would have a complaint. That is, uh, I think those uniforms are very high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll have they don't a even have reason. buttons He'll... on them. Yeah, that's weak. They don't. Weak, I say. But what, what? what's the problem with no buttons? I'm it just looks saying, like you, you can't you, afford you, buttons. You... you... <laughs> You get to the big leagues, you want to put a big league uniform on. You, you don't want, want to, to put your AAA up. top back on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Pull over. You're just pulling your shirt over your head. It's a t-shirt. Weak. Weak, I say. Come on. All right. We can do better. They're also, I was reading more in depth about it, and they're trying to, it seems like people are surmising that they're trying to go away from the Curly Q That's W. Fine. You can go away with the Curly Q like Wonder Woman and have some, have some buttons on there. It would have been good. But instead, can't wait for them to have fun in those thin, well, what's thin, weird, those thin tops early in the season, too. What's, what's weird is that the home uniform has the Wonder Woman type W, the new W. Because that, that explains kind of what I it looks like. I get you said, yeah. It's more um, of a block W and than the, a curly Q. And the curly Q is on the road uniform, so they have both Ws represented. Why don't we just, you know what? I got a, I got a solution to all of the Nationals uniform woes. 
Move the team back to Montreal and wear what the Expos used to wear. I don't think that's going to happen. That'd be sweet. I don't think that's going to happen. Those were awesome unis. All right, that's it for the Big Five. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. (laughs) You ready to go, Tony? I got to ask you about this. How would you like a headline to be on ESPN to say the following? 97.3 The Fans Scraby sued for alleged, quote, depraved acts. Like, you wouldn't want Wait, your why name... Did my, t- why, did, why did you just say that out loud on the radio? I'm using that as an example. You wouldn't like it, right? No. You would certainly feel sometimes you'd be very embarrassed by that. But that's whose name is attached to that headline. The name, Scraby's? No, Vince no. McMahon. Yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah, let's get Scraby out yeah. of this. Vince McMahon has been uh, accused of, quote, depraved acts. Yeah. That's just not something you want to be connected with. It's Sorry seem, about that, it, it's, Vince. It but. seems like Vince McMahon has taken on his WWE character in real life, apparently. he's This dude seems like a... A dirt bag, basically. Dirt bag. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. He it, says he's going to vigorously defend all this stuff. And I'm sure he's got a bunch of lawyers that can cover a whole bunch of it up and pay a lot of money. But there's no way he'll ever be able to convince me that he's not sleazy. Just yeah. just look at what the he, he WWF like- was like in the 80s and 90s. Tell me that you don't think that sexual harassment took place because I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, WWE, <laughs> WWE. Scraby, you'd be a poor candidate for a juror on this particular case. Well, that's how you get out of being on yes. jury duty. Uh, Your Honor, I'm pretty sure he did it. <laughs> no, there Don't were... need to hear any evidence. I'm pretty sure, looking at this guy, that he's guilty. He's guilty. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I've, I, I'm pretty but sure. But I'm agreeing with you. I think yeah. the same thing. Over the years, there's been women that sh- have come out saying that he treated them terribly. There's been men that have come out, right. not necessarily sexual assault, but more like just ruining their careers. Former and, the, the former former wrestlers that yeah. have been um you know a part of the WWE this this isn't going to end well. he he was able to i mean he got sued and was forced out of um being the commissioner or owner of WWE but he did what a lot of rich guys do right he he had the slick move to have be a part of the parent company that is also connected to WWE, so, so he still has he, his so hands he, in the uh, without a doubt in the pie. They just signed a huge deal with Netflix. He got yeah, a piece of that. For so sure. much money. Well, he's going to need all of that money to pay off some of the uh, this stuff to make it go away. I would think Vince McMahon, uh, uh, Scraby, and I were kicking. It's too ball. bad because the WWE is fun entertainment for a lot of people, and to for have a this lot guy of kids con- too, and kids right, yeah, and to have a- this guy connected to it is really a bad. Uh, it's a bad look, unfortunately. That that ultimately will be the reason why the other company will force him to, because you're making that company look crazy now, because your name is all over it. Exactly. Um, Chris, Scraby and I, Chris, tell us what you think about this. Scraby and I were kicking this idea around. Did we do it on air? No, I did it on the Scraby show last night. We talked we about talked it about right it before the show. Here's how it came about. I was looking for news, and I was like, there's no news. And so baseball, basically what I was saying is they need to force news by doing a few things to get people to sign players. And so 
A signing period. A signing period. So what I said was last night, say a three-week signing period from J- January 1st to January 21st to sign their free agents during that signing period. That would pr- create a lot of buzz about Major League Baseball, and that would create a lot of buzz about spring training, keep people in the mix. But when there's no news heading into the season, no one's talking about baseball right now because we don't have any news. So, I think that you know, it seems like a good idea on the surface, right? What would you do though to the guys that don't get signed? Are they now no longer no, eligible I, to no, play that no. year? No, I would say <laughs> you can't. Play. Sorry, you didn't sign. Sorry, by no one signed. Well, you that's can't what I mean. Play. That's why I think it'd be tough. No, I think that's ooh. Yeah, didn't I mean, you got to flush some of this stuff out. The other thing is that I started thinking about is you, you, you know, generally speaking, you want one side to at least to to like the idea. Maybe the other side can come around. I'm not sure that either side might like the idea. Players may think. You know, that length of time may bring uh, some of these teams to the table of what I want. And, you know, some players may be like, you know, that period works for them. The big dogs are going are going to be the one that benefit the most. But as Chris said, what if some of those guys who are on the kind of edge there? That's a great question. I didn't even like, think about that. Yeah, Sorry about ruining it for you. <laughs> no, this is good. We're fleshing it out right now. We're trying to figure out how this can it happen. Out. We just... Flushed we it down the toilet. A, so. No, <laughs> flushed it down the toilet. No, if you like with the transfer portal, you it's closed sometimes. They close the portal. I can't even speak on the portal. I don't, I don't know. Anything. Well, okay, so what if they portal. did the January first, January twenty first, first signing period, and then you get into spring training the, and you have the, another signing period for phrase, teams? How about the phrase transfer portal? It makes me think of a Dr Pepper commercial where the guy's holding on to the kidney, <laughs> sails through into the. Uh, into the storm. Have you seen that that's commercial? A, that's no. an old Dr. Pepper commercial. Yeah, well, the guy right has his choice, either to hold on to the prospect who's going to go into the transfer portal or hold on to his Dr. Pepper. And, of course, he lets go of the <laughs> the portal the, the portal guy. <laughs> holds I, on to his Dr. Pepper. I, yeah, I always imagine like, a, like a, a circle that just shows up and they walk into it, the portal. <laughs> we uh farmer <laughs> what was that <laughs> what welcome was that? to welcome to the happy hours ladies There's and gentlemen nothing. Ah, it was a friday night happy here, hour here real move. quick before we go farmers insurance a question from the chat is this no news thing a media problem or a baseball problem i don't think it's a baseball problem baseball's thriving i think it's a baseball problem because they're not creating news but how is it hurting them because we I just think, don't have nothing to talk about. It hurts us. Oh, it definitely hurts us. I'm but not how is it, it hurting baseball? I would say that they're missing opportunities to market their players, market their teams, get people excited about their seasons, sell more merchandise. It's it's know, almost Scrape. like it's almost like okay, we're cool with what we got. The season still doesn't start until you know people don't outside of the maniacs in terms of fandom, right? Mm-hmm. People don't tune in to spring training like that. I mean. Some people will go and, and and enjoy the experience. But most people, it's it's opening day is the day that they start locking into the season. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something to wanting to keep baseball in the news when it's not their season because the other sports do it so well. And by the other sports, I mean really football and basketball. They have these times where season isn't going and we're still talking about it. But... Baseball has really never worked that way, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending. I mean, baseball's not hurt by them not having news. We would like them to have some news. I know I would like to have them some news. Here's some news. What? Here's some news. Tony brought it up in the break. What? If you happen to be in Kansas this weekend and you run into a statue of Jackie Robinson, please return it 
to the public park in Wichita, Kansas, from which it was stolen today. Sawed off at the ankles. Sawed off at the ankles. The statue was then removed. All the remains of the statue were Robinson's feet. People in Wichita and in Kansas in general are furious about this. And, There's uh, got to be cameras around somewhere where they City can Council member Brandon Johnson said it's horrendous, disgusting. Uh, it really, come on. What are you, what are you going to do with it? You can't display it anywhere. Was the statue pissing you off that bad that you right. had to like? That's what it feels. That's what it cut it off. Sounds like yeah. It's just his You're shoes right. remaining there that, yeah, that it's they really left. Sad. It's really sad. So awful. Come and on, it, man. It was a. It's a beautiful. Well, it was a beautiful statue. It looked like it was bronzed. Can we? Can we find these people who took it? And can we just give them a little bit more punishment than the law allows? <laughs> Whatever that might be. I don't think that's actually allowed. You know what I mean? No. There's certain people that just make you so angry yeah, man. that, you know, well, 10 years is the most you can get or a $500,000 fine. How about a Let's double $1 million it. fine in 20 years yeah. then? Because you stole Jackie Robinson's statue. That's just... That's just awful. That uh, is awful. A couple crazy uh, beginnings of games, NBA games. Booker had 29 in the first quarter of their game. Whoa, 29 in the first quarter. That's the Indiana defense yeah. I know. <laughs> Luka Doncic has 41 at halftime. Wow, Booker has 37 now at halftime, updating his day. Wow. Luka's all right. All right. Did we talk? Oh, we talked about it yesterday. What's Luca getting the fan kicked out of the game? Yes, we did. All right. Yes, we did. All right, let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way here. Some traffic. All right, crazy. Finally, Friday. Final couple of segments of Gwen and Chris before we turn it over to uh, the Scraby Chronicles. Matt Scraby's got his hour of complaining coming up at six o'clock tonight. I try not to complain. Remember, I'm sure you do, though. You try not to. Uh, All right, I paid good money for this guy, so. I'm going to uh, pass along this question to you. Who does ESPN Plus peg as the five breakout teams in Major League Baseball for 2024? I pay for this, too. I didn't see this. All right. Teams that uh, obviously did not do great last year that they are saying are the top five breakout teams for 2024. I would have – I'll give you a hint ahead of time. The Padres are not one of the five, and I would think they qualify in this category – as a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that could conceivably bounce back. But the Padres are not one of the five. Scraby, you want to take a stab at one of the five? Teams that stunk last year that are uh, candidates to break out this year, according to you know our friends at the very rich stunk ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> very rich. Yes, they have my six bucks uh, every single month. How about breakout? I'll tell you, when almost all these teams finished in last place last year, and they're thinking they're going to break out this year. What about year. the Marlins? Marlins are not one of the five. I don't think they finished last year. What about the... Uh, Can't be the Nationals. Nationals are one of them. Not uh, Nationals break out. Their uniforms alone are going to keep them from breaking out. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Washington did go from 55 wins two years ago to 71 last year. So they went plus 16 last year. Wow, I didn't realize that. If they gain like that again, then you'd have to consider them a breakout you can, candidate. You can get me to buy that C.J. Abrams as a as mm-hmm. a breakout season this year. Okay. Help, Help me win a championship. Nationals are one of the teams. They're number four. How, I many, Ameri- how many American League? How many National? 
one American, four national. Oh, wow. I got one from the chat. Cardinals. Cardinals, oh. number five on the breakout list. Don't forget, last year they finished with only 71 wins. The Cardinals had the same record last year as the Nationals. You could win a couple bar bets on that. Well, we know who's not on that list. 71 the and Rockies 91. Rockies are not on that list. Rockies are not, not breaking out. They're no. not breaking out. They don't either. have the Rockies as a what breakout. What about the uh, from the chat? The Royals. Royals, no. Oh, I would it. have expected, though. They've Top had a lot three. of Detroit. No. Oh. Top three are in order. White Sox. Pits. All right, you're just throwing <laughs> darts now. Uh, Pirates are number 51. three. Pirates, number three. Oh, yeah. Um, they started off good last year. If Pirates you finished with 76 wins last year. Faded yep. down the stretch. Number two breakout roster. The Mets. Oh yeah, that's good. These aren't really like to me. That's not a breakout. They were supposed to. They were supposed to be a breakout last year. They won fewer games than the Pirates did last year. Yeah, and they also spent the most by a lot in Major League Baseball. Doesn't mean they can't break out, Scraby. Seventy-five wins is all they had last year. Minimum. Number one breakout team for nineteen nineteen. Wow. What? I was going to say for 19. I, no, I was going to say, I meant to say 2024, but I started with 19. That's yeah, been a while. Definitely Man. 19. Number one breakout team, Boston Red Sox. What? Red Sox. I'm just saying. I, 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 I wasn't doing that I'm to trying you. I'm just to, I'm trying to make myself feel better that I pay for this crap <laughs> every month. How long, Sox. how long until he stops bringing I don't, I, he, he might as well not. He might. This should just be a running talk talking point for him. I'm gonna, you should not pay for it anymore, Chris. Just, just I'm so not going to use you. Adams. No, I'm not going to use Adams. Wanna see the... I don't want to see Brave updates. <laughs> he removed all of his hometown stuff from the app. I want my own. This guy, oh, that's hilarious. I want my own. Anyway, I don't know. I thought that would be kind of fun to talk about it. As it turned out, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Pitt, I can see why Pittsburgh's in there. I have a I question. I can see why the Mets are in there. Oh, sorry. I have a question from the chat. Brandon619, can someone explain the hype for Dylan Lesko? Was he insanely good in high school? Because he has a 5.45 ERA in the minors. He's been so high in prospect rankings, I follow prospects pretty well. haven't seen anything special from him. Who is uh, Dylan Lesko? Oh, come on, Chris. You know who he is. <laughs> He's is he one of the top prospects in the organization. Oh. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't seen enough of Dylan to make a... You know, uh, make a. We'll see a lot here in spring. Training. Let me guess. He's got a really high spin rate, and he's got a you know ninety some odd plus mile per hour fastball. Judgment I, is the word I was looking. And for. I've seen a million of these guys, and some of them turn yeah, it, out, and some of them don't. It's it's tough, but they man. get rated as high prospects because they've got the stuff to be outstanding. There are, in my opinion, there there are few that. You can just watch and be like, oh, yeah, this guy is going to be legit. There are very few like that. Most of them, you got to see how they react when they get to the big leagues to actually know what type of player you're going to get, ultimately. Because, you know, getting hits or getting outs in AAA and AA and A-ball is one thing, but then can you come up here can you adjust with the big leagues? Can you adjust multiple times with, at the big league level? Do you get overwhelmed? Is the moment too? There's just so many wow. unanswered questions, even for the prospects that come up. They I've always had a, I've always had an ill feeling for people with high preordained ceilings. 
Because I think those people get such a and because I wasn't one of those. I had no fastball, no spin rate, no anything. I just think I got people out, which I thought was the idea. But it felt like other guys that had better stuff than me got way more chances than oh, I yeah. did, and that's just how it works. So yeah. I've always had a a little bit of a you know thing for the underdog guy in that category. Guys they, that really just know how to pitch. MLB Pipeline is. Uh, I'm reading about the article when he was drafted by the Padres, and they said that he what year has was that? the. Um, when was this written? 2022. I'll go back and check. But Dylan Lesko boasts an exceptional changeup, the best in the draft. Uh-huh. Is what they're saying. Wow. So. That's what they're saying, but you got to take it that with was, a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Now, it was twenty twenty two. They drafted. If you would have said he has like an explosive fastball, like he has a plus fastball. Well, there you go. That's good. Plus don't don't leave that part. And one of the great changeups in baseball history. <laughs> That's not what I said, Chris. They're turning him in. Who's who's got the best? Who's got who's a great changeup artist right now? Yeah, Devin Williams. Oh, Devin Williams. Doesn't Josh Hader have a good changeup? No, no. I thought he did. Blake Snell, he, hit and miss. Changeup is in He would tell you that out. that's his best pitch. But he was without it for an <laughs> he, entire season. He put it season. in timeout for put a it season. in timeout. Uh, we got a battle going on, as Tony mentioned earlier, between Luka Doncic of Dallas, Devin Booker of Phoenix. Are they playing against each other in this? No, they're oh, playing in separate games. But they're both midway through the third quarter. Doncic has forty six. Against the Hawks, Booker has 44 against the Pacers. I better have him in my lineup. Going to have a couple of 60-point <laughs> nights again in the NBA, it looks like, as those two go head-to-head. We take a break. we got our interview of the week coming up. Scraby's still trying to figure out who that is. Stick around to find out what he comes up with. All right, Gwen and Chris wrapping up the week. Finally a Friday. Real quick, before we get to our interview of the week, Scraby, NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Finalists were announced today. Damar Hamlin, number one. Damar Hamlin. You're just going straight there? That's the one I know is in there. He's in. A, he's certainly up for it. Uh, Damar Hamlin played in three games this year. But Joe Flacco, who is another candidate, said on a uh, CBS Sports Radio show today, there is no doubt that Damar Hamlin deserves this award. The other three finalists are Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, and Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Hmm. Baker Mayfield's an interesting one because well, he was cast off. Yes, he was. So, I mean, the other people deserve mention, but, yeah, it's kind of hard to oh, beat out DeMar Hamlin for this award. Although I didn't realize he only played in three games. I knew he had lost his starting job at safety. but um, Yeah, because he was he was already filling in to begin with when he was in that game When he got year. in that injury. Yeah. yeah, Not even an injury, I guess. All right. Don't forget the NFL championship games are right here on 97.3. The Fan. Sunday, all the excitement starts at 12 o'clock. Kansas City at Baltimore. At 3.30, Detroit and San Francisco. Both Scraby and I are picking the 49ers. And the Ravens to win. Tony is picking the Lions and the Ravens to win. I think the most intriguing thing about that is that none of the three of us are going with the Chiefs. That is and kind of strange. The unbeatable Patrick Mahomes. That is that is so. interesting because we should be taking the Chiefs, I think. <laughs> like I said before, if you're gonna bet against Patrick Mahomes, just send me the money. <laughs> I mean it just it just seems silly to bet against this guy. I just really don't think they're they're 
offense has the big playmaker if they need it. They I know Patrick look, Mahomes they is don't the big look playmaker. Like, they don't look like they should be able to win the game. But, it's again, you're betting against this guy, and, and that's that's dangerous. Luka Doncic now, by the way, four minutes to go in the third quarter at Atlanta is up to 51 points. Get this, Grabe, 19-24 shooting. That's pretty good. Yeah, 7-10 from the arc. Well, there you go. And along with his 51 points, he's got eight rebounds and five assists. Big night for Luka. He's, right. he's feeding off of the fan. Traffic, and then our interview of the week focuses on baseball and our friend A.J. Cassaville. A.J., how are you? Your off season is coming to an end here quickly. Oh, that's not, that's not a great way to welcome me. I, I enjoy the offseason. You know? And I, I enjoyed spending my offseason Friday night last night watching the Nets beat up on, on the Lakers. Oh, oh yeah. Even the Nets are terrible. I didn't want to let that get swept under the rug if I was coming on. Nor, nor should you. I have to tell you, that's as salty as I've been this season watching the Lakers. So salty. They, they were handling business, and then the third quarter came, and it was like, it was a it was an imposter team out there as the Lakers. They got drummed by Brooklyn, and uh, I certainly don't do this often, but I definitely took it in a little bit of happiness as the Clippers came back and beat them the following day. <laughs> and I never do that, Ooh. but I, that's how upset I was. AJ, uh, Padres. Well, I was at that game actually. You went to the game. Yeah, the Lakers tickets are too expensive, but the Clippers tickets I can get. Really? That's surprising to me. That is because the Clippers are just so much better than the Lakers right now. Easy, (laughs) easy. That is a not so secret, secret uh, deal there. Before we get into the baseball, I have to ask you about fantasy basketball. No, you don't. Tony was telling us the other day that he is uh, still struggling. He's got some injury, but how are you doing this year, AJ? We know you struggled last Uh, year, but this year, (laughs) yeah, terrible, really, really bad. Tony and I got to figure something out for next season this, because we're both we're we, both, we've been at the bottom of this league for a couple of years, and I'm pretty good when it comes to like other stuff. Like I've, I've won my fantasy hockey league a couple of times. I don't don't watch hockey that much, but this fantasy basketball league is just, yeah. I, I, I haven't been able to figure it out. I'm I, I'm getting pummeled every week. So maybe maybe the two worst teams combine next year and we come together or something because uh-huh. right now it's not working for either. I'm relegation I'm, maybe. I'm, we, if there was a relegation, <laughs> we would be, be kicked out already. Okay. That's how bad it's been. Uh, AJ Casville joins us, and, and AJ obviously the Padres uh, they still have some things that they they have to address. Uh, it, it's looking more and more as we get closer to spring training that. It's not going to be one of those big, splashy uh, bad boys. It's going to be something along the lines of, of late. You, you're hearing reports Syndergaard and, and Lorenzen had uh, had bullpens and Padres were in attendance. Is that the kind of signings that we can look to uh, in terms of filling some of those open spots? I think maybe for a signing, that would probably be the level. I think I still think it's possible there's some, some version of a trade out there that, that comes to fruition. Maybe... That's, that's not necessarily any reporting on my front. That's just kind of knowing the way AJ Preller operates and the way he goes about getting his guys. Um, but yeah, I, I think at, at this point where, where the Padres are and kind of what they've shown so far this off season, there are still plenty of holes on this roster in the outfield and the rotation. Uh, maybe the way to go about getting those guys is, is in some bargain by low signings like, like that. And, and on the pitching side of things, especially they've proven that they can take those guys and turn them into real legitimate options. So we'll see uh, kind of where that fits in with, with what the with what they're trying to do. Talking to AJ Casville of MLB.com here on Gwen and Chris. And AJ, we were 
well, I, we weren't talking about this yesterday. I was talking about this on Twitter this morning, and I got crushed for it. But have you heard anything about the Padres? And let me just get this out of the way. I am not saying that the Padres should sign Clayton Kershaw. I just asked the question. But do you think that the kick, the tire kicker, A.J. Preller, should kick some tires on Clayton Kershaw? Well, I think the tire kicker, A.J. Preller, should probably kick tires on every free agent. Kershaw, I think maybe given the injuries he's he's dealt with, depending on like what he'd be asking for and where and where you'd be uh, – where the Padres would, would kind of be with their rotation. I think they might need just a little bit more certainty in terms of what they're getting inning wise, innings wise from a, from a starting pitcher. Obviously Clayton Kershaw is maybe the best pitcher of this generation and everything, but he's, he's not that guy right now. And, and you want the innings in a rotation that doesn't have a lot of guarantees right now. I mean, even, even you Darvish and Joe Musgrove who are, as far as we know, healthy and going to embark on a regular spring training, they're coming off injuries last season. And so, when you're when you're trying to find guys, if you're trying to find guys on on bargain deals, I think you're looking for guys who who can can be guaranteed a little bit more innings than that. AJ Castleville joins us here, MLB.com, and AJ. We often spend our time talking about who they don't have on this roster. Well, what they do do have on this roster is the likes of uh, Xander Bogarts, of Fernando Tatis Jr., and, and probably most importantly, Manny Machado. Now. He's coming, going to be coming into this season having had elbow surgery, but he's also due for a bounce-back season in, in, in regards how big of of a season does – or will a bounce-back season, I should say, have in, in, in terms of where this Padre team can go? Yeah, he's, he's obviously critical, and I've been kind of going around position by position on this roster writing about each spot, and third base was the one I did last week, and it, it was just – probably the simplest one because he's the guy he's entrenched there for a long time. And you kind of know you're going to get, you know, what you're going to get in terms of the effort and, and what he's, what he's going to bring to the table and the fact that he's going to try as hard as he can to play every single day. Yeah. If he's healthy, I expect him to be back in that MVP discussion. Like he's been basically the last couple seasons when he has been healthy. And so I, I just think that, uh, after the way last season went, after maybe some of the blame that he got for, for whatever chemistry issues were going on in the Padres clubhouse, that I think, I mean, I think there was plenty of blame to go around. And I know Machado's status as the highest paid player and whatnot puts him in the spotlight, but, but maybe some of it fell a little too squarely on him. I think there's going to be so much incentive for a guy like Manny Machado to, to, to use as motivation for turning things around next season when he already doesn't need much of it to, yeah. to kind of get to what, what we've seen at an MVP level when we've seen him at, a, at an MVP level before. And so I think he's the kind of guy that, that uses that stuff and will probably use some of the, the talk about the Padres this offseason. They were obviously so nationally relevant last year. This year, it, it feels like nationally they're an afterthought. And Manny Machado is the kind of guy that internalizes that and uses it to drive him. And so if I'm guessing, I, w- I would say that he's right back in that, in that upper echelon of player, all MLB, maybe back in the MVP discussion this season. Well, that'd be a great thing for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> We're talking sure. to AJ Casavell here of MLB.com about the Padres. And I know you are not even to spring training yet, as Tony so rudely pointed out at the beginning of this, that your <laughs> offseason was almost over. But And so I don't know if you have an answer for this, but how many of the guys in AAA, AA, and the minor leagues are the Padres realistically looking at having on the opening day roster? As of right now, obviously, there's there's some spots available. Now, I think there's those those spots are going to dwindle over the next 
couple weeks as the Padres sign guys even at the fringes of their roster. And, and so I've, I've said this a few times. I don't think the Padres want to go into the season expecting their guys at AAA, AA's, the guys like Jacob Marcy, Grand Pauly, those guys to be definitive roster guys like, like they kind of are right now if you're mapping out a, a 26-man roster based on the players the Padres have. They want those guys to have to earn their spot. And so you want to you ask your high-profile younger players to earn their way onto the big league roster, whether that's in May, whether that's in June, whether that's at the start of the season, if they have a really big spring. And so I don't think there's probably that many places available for those guys come the start of the season, but the Padres are probably pretty clearly banking on those guys to make a leap. And I don't know which of the guys it'll be, but you want those guys to, to, to maybe not just be on the roster because the Padres don't have anyone else. The Padres need to sign maybe two more outfielders, another bench guy. And if one of those guys supplants a proven major leaguer to earn that spot, then you say, Hey, all the better. We have, we got room for you on our roster and then go out and contribute. You mentioned you've been writing about some of the positions, position by position, and you've hit on the shortstop spot. Xander Bogarts in year two uh, with this Padre organization. Now it, it didn't start well for him, but it certainly ended very well for him. What do you think year two looks like for Xander? And more importantly, possibly, is it at some point, are you having to address the defensive side of this, or are we still another year away from that? I mean, it, it depends on kind of how he defends this season. I think if you get what you got last season out of him, he's, he's a perfectly capable, adequate shortstop, and yeah. then you have three outstanding defenders around him in the infield. Obviously, there's the question mark about whether whether Hassan Kim should be playing shortstop. I think it's, it's not even a question. I think Hassan Kim is a better defensive shortstop than Xander Bogarts, but Kim has proven his value enough and brings enough value at second base yeah. and the fact that Manny Machado might open the season as a DH coming off that surgery, so Kim needs to play third. Kim's in the final year of his deal. There's just a lot of reasons why there's more stability keeping Xander there at shortstop for the time being, but that is all predicated on him kind of maintaining what he's done the last three seasons defensively. He's become a better defender at shortstop, and shortstops typically don't age well defensively. But since he's kind of made some adjustments to his, to his pre-pitch routine and, and kind of the way he attacks the baseball defensively, he's become a, a decent defensive shortstop, which when you pair it with the offensive numbers that he, that he posted, particularly in Boston, but even last season, like that's a player. And so I, I would agree with you. I don't think he had a – he obviously didn't have the kind of year he wanted to have in year one in San Diego, and he was still a, a four-win player because yeah. of what he does offensively and how he pairs it with, with what he does defensively at shortstop. That's a hard player to find. And so if he can just take – if he can – I mean, he was really, really good in Boston for some of those seasons. I think 880 OPS the last the, – the five previous seasons before coming to San Diego. I mean, even if it's somewhere around like 830, 840 next season, which I think you can expect from a guy who hits like Xander Bogart. If you look at what he did in the second half last season, I think yeah. it was – it was around 850. Uh, that is a that is an extremely valuable, useful player, and and the Padres, if if they get what they got defensively from him last year, and like I said, it's hard for shortstops defensively when they when they kind of creep into their 30s. Uh, but if they get that, that's a that'll that'll be a really solid season from him. Talking to AJ Castville, MLB.com. And last one for me, AJ. We were talking yesterday. I found this prediction that Luis Campusano, with at least 400 plate appearances, would hit 20 home runs. Do you think that would, do you think that number is too much, too little, or just about right? That sounds just about right to me. The 400 plate appearances is, is the obvious kind of 
question mark yeah. that's, that's glaring to me because he hasn't he hasn't done that yet. And that's not to say he can't. It's not to say he won't. I think if he gets 400 plate appearances, which is probably the right number to shoot for also, I mean, he's not – you don't want – you probably don't want a catcher in his first full season in the major leagues getting 550 plate appearances and being the everyday guy. And it's part of the reason they traded for Higashioka was to, to have a, a 1B to Camposano's 1A. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, his ceiling is extremely high. And he's kind of one of these one of these guys where the Padres obviously are not going to replace – Juan Soto with with, uh, with with one. There's no other Juan Soto coming into San Diego. But if they get a little bit more from Machado, a little bit more from Bogarts, if they get a guy like Camposano breaking out and he can be healthy for those 400 plate appearances and do what he did offensively, you start to see the pieces of why this offense could and I think maybe maybe should be better than what it was last season, even when they had Juan Soto. Lastly, AJ, uh, uh, you, you kind of hit on it a little bit in in terms of the. Um, up in the airness of, of Joe Musgrove are no guarantees, I should say, with you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. But those two coming in are, should be healthy to start spring training. How big of a deal? Because remember, both of those guys had setbacks or and or, you know, the World Baseball Classic last year. How how important you think it will be for those two to, to have a healthy spring training in order to get off to a right start? Yeah, if those guys have a healthy spring and and just kind of a regular build up, and they get out on they get out on the mound, maybe maybe those are your two guys pitching in the Korea series, like that is that that is huge and a stark contrast to what happened last season when yeah. the Padres got off to their slow start and didn't have those guys reliably for early in the season and didn't have them at the end of the season either. And it's just if 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 those are your two guys and the Blake Snell's not coming back, that's those are the those are the guys you're going to rely on. And there are, I, I just, there are obviously question marks. There are both guys in their thirties who are coming off injuries. And so everything we've heard so far this off season is positive on that front, but you just want to see them get out during spring training and, and build up, throw those two innings and three innings and four innings and five. And once that all becomes real and they get to the point where they're ready for the regular season, if that's the case, that is, that is so big for this team because on top of those guys being really good pitchers when they're healthy, they're kind of the leaders of this rotation and two of the, the most well-respected guys in that clubhouse. No doubt about it. And, and them getting off to a healthy start could, could pay big dividends. AJ, uh, we're going to do this more often, man. It's about that time. As I told you before we started, <laughs> your time is coming to an end, as is mine. Uh, we, we appreciate you coming <laughs> Thank on. Thank you, man. AJ. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, brother. Take care. Tony Glenn Jr. there, MLB.com. Tony, right. sorry to interrupt you, Tony. It's all right. Uh, he, he, Tony said his time is coming to an end. He just the time means, of off-season uh, for time AJ of season is coming yes. to an end. Right. He I kept know. reminding AJ. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nice. Uh, we're wrapping things up for a good week of uh, action here inside the uh, Gwen and Chris Odyssey Palace Studios. Monday, you don't want to miss the show, especially, I mean, you know, hard to say, but if the 49ers do lose, it is the show of the season on Monday. If they win, it'll be pretty interesting as well. Uh, one way or another, Scraby will be an absolute joy to deal with on Monday. Uh, so don't Ugh. miss the show Monday at 2 o'clock. And don't miss the championship games uh, noon for the Baltimore-KC game, 3.30 Sunday. For Detroit and San Fran, both games will be carried right here on 97.3 The Fan. A um, couple of quick things. The NBA tonight, 2 
gigantic performances. Through three quarters, Devin Booker has 52 points. Dang. Phoenix leads at Indiana, 114 to 105. But that's not the biggest output of the night. Through three quarters, Luka Doncic has 57 points. Dallas leads Atlanta, 108 105. Wonder where his career high is. He's going to break it, whatever it is tonight, because they're only up by three points. They're going to need Luka in the fourth quarter. He could have a 70 or an 80 even. We'll see how it all turns out. Enjoy the Scraby Chronicles. Up They're coming next. up next with all the complaining that goes on there. <laughs> I'm not going to try. I'm going to try tonight not to complain. Keep us up to date on Donkic. He's up to 59 now. 59. Yeah. All right. Stick around. More uh, to come. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.